This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on FearTheVillage.com. From Skiles Field here in downtown Shelby, Ohio, it is time for week number two of the high school football season already, as this week, Lexington going to play on a Friday night, and they will come over here and try to escape with a win against the 1-0 Shelby Whippets. Hi, everybody. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you on a very hot and muggy night. And rain, possibly even lightning and thunder, is looming right above us. Uh, But so far, uh, the threat has uh, kind of just stayed away. It's just sort of teasing us right now. But hopefully, uh, we'll get through tonight with no major interruptions as far as weather goes. And uh, just before we even get started here, Our prayers go out to uh, Coach Strickler. Uh, Strix took a hard hit down there in the pregame warm-ups from one of the players and uh, took a helmet to the head. And uh, Strix went down and uh, didn't look good for a minute there, but he did get up, uh, was carted off. Everything looked good going off the field. Did have a pretty bad uh, gash in the back of his head, but uh, seemed to be be okay as he was heading off the field. Uh, you know, all things considered, that was a, a really rough sight, and we just happened to be down there on the field in the pregame, uh, just watching him warm up, and saw it happen right in front of us. So, definitely prayers out to uh, Coach Strickler, and uh, hopefully, I know if it's up to him, he'll be back here tonight, back on the sidelines, getting geared up for this huge matchup. As both teams coming in one and zero for the first time in two years. Of course, they didn't even play this matchup last year with COVID. Uh, Even though both of these teams did get some non-conference games in last year, the Lexington-Shelby game was not one of those. So uh, the last time these two teams played was two years ago right here at Shelby. And the Whippets won that one 42-14. And uh, it was just a a night, a frustrating night for the Minutemen as Shelby aired it out on their way to a a four-touchdown win. And uh, tonight they're going to try to do the same exact thing. It's almost like... Uh, This is the same exact Shelby team as we saw two years ago right here at Skiles Field, but just with a few different uh, faces and names. Some of them the same, though, Nick, as we'll talk about in a minute, specifically this wide receiving core from Shelby. Uh, Their two leading receivers right now were two of their leading receivers two years ago when we were here as sophomores, and now they're seniors. So obviously they're going to try to air it out, but uh, Lexington going to try to do their thing on the ground tonight, and uh, that may be the one area where Maybe we'll want some rain tonight. That might play into uh, Lexington's game plan a little bit and help out the Minutemen. Uh, Field condition here, not the greatest. Uh, Obviously, with just summer conditions, and especially over here at Shelby with flooding issues and all those kinds of things, um, not looking the greatest right now. But uh, with that, we'll pause for a second for the National Anthem. As they will play the alma mater first. And uh, we'll keep we'll continue to talk here. This is uh, looking over at the Lexington sideline. Uh, things are filling in a little bit. Uh, not as big of a crowd as I thought we'd have at this point. About 10 minutes to go until kickoff. Uh, but a decent student section down there towards the south uh, end of the away stands for the Minutemen. So hopefully they can take advantage of uh, some of their peers coming over for this matchup tonight. As... Uh, You can hear now the Shelby Whippet Band playing the alma mater. And, of course, Lexington, when they do run out of the the locker room, this is one of those treks they have to make. They've got to walk like a mile until they get over here to the field. And uh, it's always one of the more awkward entrances uh, that you have uh, at an away game. 
uh, because everybody can see it coming from like a mile away, and it's just kind of like, all right, are they here yet? Are they here yet? And then finally they arrive. As uh, Now we will have the presentation of the red, white, and blue. And with that, we are just under eight minutes away from football here at Skiles Field in downtown Shelby, Ohio. Always a special place to play. And uh, here in a couple of years, they will not be playing here anymore. And this is one of the last football stadiums around that does not have the old track around it yet, uh, as most of the modern stadiums do. This field has really nothing around it. You're right up on the field here. And uh, it creates one of the unique environments around North Central Ohio. Always one of my favorite places to call a game as well as uh, down off to our far right in the south end zone is the Shelby student section, and they have filled that in quite nicely. So definitely a little bit of a rivalry is going to brew down there between the two student sections as they're only about 100 feet apart roughly. Uh, so you don't really get that at any other uh, stadium in the area for sure. So that will uh, definitely create some interesting moments tonight. As the game, as the uh, the game and the night go on, as looking out of the press box here, right above us, it's just kind of gray right now. That rain's still threatening, but I think as of right now, it might uh, might stay away for a little while. Hopefully all night, but uh, hopefully we can at least get the game started, and uh, that'll make it a little tougher later on if they have to make the decision to call the game or not. As Nick's showing me here, there's a chance going through the night, but. Uh, but we'll see. Hopefully just no lightning. We can deal with the rain a little bit. Uh, anyways, uh, Shelby, 1-0, coming off of a win last week at Madison where they beat the Rams 55-6. And, of course, Lexington obliterated Ontario at home 45 to nothing as the Minutemen take the field on their far sideline over there. We are up in the uh, furthest spot uh, in the north side of the home press box, the northern end of the press box up here. Uh, tucked into our little corner down here, exactly where we were two years ago, Nick. As uh, Nick's showing me the radar, looks like we're going to be all right till about maybe 9 o'clock, and then there might be some issues, but we'll see. And hopefully it's just rain. Let's take a look real quick at uh, what's going on around the OCC tonight. Obviously not into conference play yet, but some interesting matchups. One of the, at least, a game that I'll be keeping a close eye on is that Mansfield senior Marion Harding game over there at Arlen Field. You can hear Nick Michaels with the call on that and uh, his pregame show going on right now on the uh, VSB and Mansfield channel, GoTigers.com. Also tonight, you've got Ashland and Clyde. The Arrows looking to bounce back from a loss last week, and uh, they'll look for a – that'll be a good win if they can beat the Flyers this week. Madison travels to River Valley um, just based on uh, – what happened week one and recent history, you'd think uh, River Valley should take care of business at home. They look pretty good this year uh, out of the gate. West Holmes and Philo going at it tonight. Uh, Worcester and Wadsworth, that'll be one to keep an eye on tonight. And then, of course, one of the rivalries down there uh, in the Knox County area, uh, you've got Newark and uh, Mount Vernon. That game's at Newark this year, so that's always a rivalry. Uh, but that's what's going on around the OCC. Uniforms tonight, as always, brought to you by a material girl. In times like these, shopping online has become a necessity. Thankfully, there's a material girl. A material girl is a locally owned women's boutique where there's something for everyone. AMG specializes in hand-picked women's clothing at an affordable price. 
Check out fashionbyamg.com. That's fashionbyamg.com. Tonight, obviously, being an away game, Lexington going to go with those white jerseys, purple numbers, a little bit of gold trim on the jerseys, uh, some purple and gold stripes on the shoulder pads. They've got the purple Nike uh, pants tonight with the block L, a white block L logo on the left hip there. And then they've got those purple helmets. And this year they brought back the numbers on one side and the uh, Minuteman Block L logo on the other. For the Whippets tonight, they're going to go with those, dare I say it, Nick, the scarlet and gray. Is that how they refer to it around here? Because it looks just like something the Buckeyes would wear. Pretty similar. So they've got those red jerseys, white numbers, a little bit of white trim. They've got the gray pants. And the uh, gray, almost Buckeye-ish looking helmets. The white stripe down the middle. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, I can't see. Uh, my vision is limited. I can't see over like three miles away. But as Shelby is coming from the, the old school over there where the locker room is, looks like they have red face masks. Correct uh, me if I'm wrong on that. I can't tell. I think you're right. I can barely tell either. But Man, I think they are right. far away. They look like ants from here. <laughs> As Lexington already out on the field, similar to last week. I mean, they are just ready to go this year. Last week, they took the field with about five minutes until kickoff, and they had to basically the referees had to tell them, get back on your sideline and hold on a minute. And we've still got two and a half minutes. Lexington's on the field ready to go. Shelby's still not even on the field yet. As now they're going to run out from down here in the north end zone down to our left. Nick? Yeah. Two minutes till kickoff. What are your keys to the game tonight? Ah, I mean, I think the, only, the, the one thing that comes to my mind immediately is just controlling the football. If Lexington can control the clock and play this game at their pace, they'll, they'll be just fine. Because once, once you get behind, and I mean, with the style of football Lex plays, it's going to be tough if they get behind mm. here early yeah. on. Because Shelby likes to light it up. They're going to go five wide. They're going to go four wide. I mean, they're they're going to spread the field. They got weapons everywhere, like you said. Andre Hill and Blaine Bowman, they've been here a while. I mean, they're both seniors. And then also returning their quarterback, Marshall Shepard, who had a great game last week against Madison. But, yeah, I mean, if the Minutemen can control the clock and play the game at their pace, I think they'll be just fine. They'll be right there at the, in this game. And one more key I talked to you about earlier and they, they just have to stay ahead of the sticks. They did a really good job last week against Ontario, staying ahead of the staying ahead in the sticks, only having second and threes, second and fours, and things like that. Because once they get to that third and longs, third and eights, tens, whatever, that's where it's going to get difficult. Because then you're really going to have to start throwing the ball. And the Minutemen, I mean, they want to run it. So, look, I think they're going to have a good game. I'm sure they're going to have a great game plan. Coach Gerhardt's going to have them ready to go, fired up. So, Shelby won the uh, the coin toss. They elected to receive the opening kickoff tonight. And that means Lexington will kick first, and they'll line it up on the 40-yard line right in front of us. And actually, A.J. Young suffered a, uh, an ankle injury last week. He'll be out tonight. And replacing him for kicking duties, the freshman Will Perkins, who we are uh, very familiar with in the offseason. Will played some AAU with us this year, so uh, very familiar with uh, the Perkins boys, dad and son, of course. And Will is lining it up on the tee at the 40-yard line and marking off his steps. And we are just about underway here at Shelby. 
Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with us. Glad you could be here tonight on VSBNRadio.com and FearTheVillage.com. And somebody's going to come out of here 2-0. Somebody's going to leave here tonight 1-1 as Will Perkins. Has it up on the tee. And he'll get set. He runs up and boots it. And it's a short kick. It's going to bounce. Andre Hill's going to pick it up from about the 12. He's running across the field now. He's got a little room out to the far sideline, and he's brought down at the 25. A decent return there off the bat for Shelby. And we're underway here at Skiles Field. Shelby will have the ball first. And the offense will come out. And before we can play, we've got a whistle. And I'm not sure what happened, but now we'll play football as Marshall Shepard will run things for the Whippets. Five wide. He's got three to the left, two to the right. Looking over for a play call here from the 25-yard line. Sends a man in motion. Shepard takes the snap. It's a low snap. He catches it off the bounce, flings it down the middle of the field. It is caught at the 50. And right off the bat, Shelby with a first down. That's Isaiah Ramsey. So Shelby on the first play from scrimmage with a 25-yard pass play and a first down out the midfield. First and 10 from the 50-yard line. Shepard, five wide, sends a man in motion again, flings it out near side, and the pass is dropped out here on the near sideline. And that was Connor Henkel. And Shelby had a nice little screen set up, but yeah, Henkel just didn't look it in, incomplete. So that'll set up second and 10, and the clock will stop at 11.25 remaining. And the first quarter. Second and 10. They'll take the snap and right off the handoff. Minutemen are in there in the backfield, and that's going to be a loss. David Ray took the handoff. And he'll lose a couple of yards. Yeah, it looks like Jordan Byrice was the first one in there. Came on a little stunt right up the middle and stuffed him. So that'll set up, well, after a loss of one, that'll set up third down and 11 for the Whippets as Marshall Shepard already has him back out there, three to the right, two to the left. Third and 11 from the 49-yard line. Shepard takes the snap, back to pass, looking. He's got a man, it's Henkel, he caught it, and the Minutemen tackle him at the 41-yard line, and that'll be a gain of 10, but they needed 11, so it's going to be fourth and one coming up. I mean, yeah, I mean, fourth and one, you know Shelby's going to go. So fourth and one, Shelby going to have three wide to the right, two to the left. Marshall Shepard in the shotgun. He looks over to the sideline, potentially a change in the play call here. Shepard takes the snap, 
from the Lex 41, flings it out. It's caught Andre Hill. He's down to the 32, and a first down for the Whippets. So first down, Shelby, as they continue this drive. As now they're down to the Lexington 32-yard line. Shepard has three wide receivers to the right, to the left. Sends a man in motion. He'll fake a handoff, and he's going to be wrapped up in the backfield as it was a quarterback keeper, and he's going to lose a yard or two. Yeah, that was a great job from Matthew Dwyer staying home. I mean, made a great play on. So, again, Shelby behind the sticks, but with the way they pass the ball. Obviously, that, uh, that could change in a hurry. As Shepard takes the second and 12 snap, rolls to the right, throws Andre Hill. It's broken up by Corbin Green. That's going to set up third down, third and long. And the Minutemen had great pressure on the interior. Their D-line really got through there quickly, and then Corbin Green made a great play on the ball, able to break it up. And yeah, the Minutemen already had a third and 12 Facing Shelby, and Shelby is able to convert, so let's see if the Minutemen can stay home and just protect the sticks here. So third and 12, Marshall Shepard sends a man into the backfield with him. As he takes the shotgun snap, back to pass, down the middle of the field, he hits his man, and a fumble! And they're going to say he was down, and that was Isaiah Ramsey down at about the 11-yard line. He fumbled it on the tackle there, but they said he is, his knee was down. And that'll set up first down and 10 for the Whippets right at about the 10-and-a-half-yard line. And that's the second time Isaiah Ramsey's just run that skinny post, and they've hit him for good yardage. And only a sophomore, a big kid, 6'3", 170. As quick snap here by Shepard gets it out into the right flat, and Minutemen are there, but not before Blaine Bowman could pick up a couple of yards down to about the, we'll say the 8-yard line. Gain of 2. So second and eight, they can get a first down at the half-yard line as Marshall Shepard brings a man into the backfield with him from the five-wide set, fakes a pitch out to him, and he's going to be wrapped up off the quarterback keeper, a gain of about two more. But that's going to set up third and six here, Nick, and we saw this a lot from Lex's defense last year, sort of that bend but don't break, and now they're in a situation where they have to do just that. They've, uh, they've been forced to defend their own goal line here, and now they've got to do that on third down. Third and six. Marshall Shepard with two uh, wide receivers split off to the left, three to the right. He's by himself in the shotgun from the six-yard line. Shepard takes the snap, back to pass. He's being pressured. He's going to have to run to his left. He's got a little bit of room, and he's going to be hit out of bounds down at the one-yard line. But you know what, Nick? He Even though he first, didn't get the I touchdown, I think he did get the first yeah. down. He had to get to the half-yard line, and that's exactly what he did. And that's just uh, – <laughs> Frustrating well, if you're Lex because well, actually, you had him there. And they're saying fourth down. Unless it was, man. <laughs> I mean, so they must have. It really must well, be the half yard line. They did line. spot him at the one. First down would be at the half yard line. So here we go, fourth and one. And maybe we'll have a measurement here or yeah. something. I'm not really sure. 
As I mean, the ball is on the one-yard line. The sticks look like they're on the half-yard line, but maybe. It is super close. And they are going to measure here. Well, something to note here as well. Already four minutes taken off the clock on this first Shelby drive, where they they're used to scoring very quickly, but only already four minutes off the clock, so kind of beating us at our own game right now. As they measured, and it's not going to be a first down. About a yard short, it looks like. From the and if you're the Minutemen here, I mean, you really just got to, I think on the outside, you just really got to press up and make sure these receivers do not get an easy release because, you, I mean, you'd think they're going to go Marshall Shepard here on a QB draw or QB power or something like that just because he's, I mean, he's a big kid himself. 6'2", 175, so all he needs to do is fall down forward, and he's going to get a touchdown here. So fourth and one, Shepard takes the shotgun snap. They'll throw a fade to the corner of the end zone, and it's dropped. Minutemen are going to take over at their own one-yard line. They get the job done. Yeah, that was a good route from Bowman, just overthrown from Shepard. Yeah, Ben don't break. Minutemen get the ball <laughs> deep in their own deep in their own territory, but he'll take it. So Minutemen will bring the offense out now, and they're going to have it at their own one-yard line. <laughs> but they do the job on defense, Nick. They prevent Shelby from scoring. Now you just got to get out of your own end zone with no issues. Yeah. As Cole Pauley brings the offense out, he'll have Caden Eichler split far out to the left. He'll have Carter Newman down here on the near sideline. From the one-yard line, Cole Pauley in the pistol. He's got Corbin Green on his left hip. Carson Berry right behind him. Pauley takes the snap, gives uh, Corbin Green up the middle. He's going to get to the five. He's going to push his way out towards the ten near a first down, and he's going to get about eight or nine yards there. That's exactly what you want on your first play from scrimmage right from your own one-yard line. Corbin Green with the little trap play. Picks up eight. Oh, they gave him nine. So second and one coming up for the Minutemen. Cole Pauley going to have him back out there in the pistol again. Carter Newman split off to the left. Only one wide receiver this time. Cole Pauley in the pistol with Carson Berry behind him. Turns, gives to Carson off the left side. He's going to go right up the middle. He's out for a first down towards about the 16-yard line, it looks like. And it's going to be a first down Minutemen. Just what you wanted to see here tonight early on. They got a stop on defense. And now they're running the ball effectively here early. Still kind of deep in their own end here, though. But they get a big first down. They've got two wide receivers this time out there, one to each side. Cole Pauley takes the snap again, gives Corbin Green. He stumbled in the backfield, and a couple of Shelby linemen were there to wrap him up, maybe a couple linebackers in there as well. And that's going to be a loss of one, but really there, Nick, it was Corbin's footing that did the damage more than anything. He just kind of stumbled as soon as he took the handoff. 
Well, it looked like they might have gave him. They he actually gave him two yards on that. Oh wow, they did. Or a, a yard. And well, a initially half. <laughs> the the guy with the uh, the down marker over there went negative one yeah. yards, and then he had to move up. So they did give him a yard or two, two yards. Second and eight. Paulie in the pistol again. Corbin on his left hip. Carson right behind him. Takes the snap. Gives Carson Berry off the left side. He's going way wide on this one to the 15. Trying to get the edge. Gets out near the 20. He'll gain another two. Well, maybe only one, Nick. So that'll set up third and seven from about the 19-yard line. So the Minutemen here. Facing their first third down of the night. And they'll bring on Baden Forup for this play. Corbin Green sits down here. This will be an interesting lineup to have out there. They're going straight pistol this time, it looks like. Carson Berry right behind Cole Polly. They've got Eichler off to the left. Carter Newman off to the right. Polly takes the pistol snap from the 19. Back to pass. He's looking down the middle of the field, lines it up, and he's got Baden Forup, but it goes right through his hands at the 45-yard line. And incomplete, and the Minutemen will have to punt here as now they're playing a field position game. And for the moment, they're losing that game. But they did get out of their own end zone at least. But, man, Baden was open there. Yeah. Just right through his hands. I mean, Cole put that right where he needed to. Yep, absolutely. And it just went right through the hands of Baden for up. So, fourth and seven now from the 19. Lexington will punt, and a nice snap. Decent punt. That's going to go towards the left sideline and bounce out of bounds. And it looked a lot better coming off the foot. Yeah. Ooh, right on the 42, it looks like. Of Mason Trichu there, but at least the Minutemen get out of their end zone. And now we'll see if the defense can stay strong here. And you could tell. I mean, obviously, Shelby had to go for that on the last drive. Fourth and one on the one-yard line. I mean, worst-case scenario, what just happened is what ended up playing out. You just lose the ball for a couple of plays, and then you get it back on the Lexington side of the field. And that's exactly what happened. So Marshall Shepard will bring out three to the right, two to the left, and the shotgun by himself sends a man in motion. Takes the snap, pitches out left side, and there's a flag down on the play coming near side to the 40 to the 35 and down near the 33-yard line is going to be Blaine Bowman. Like I said, there's a flag on the play right back in the middle of the field, and that came in pretty quick, Nick. Yeah. wonder if it was, a, it was maybe like an illegal immediate. formation or something. Yeah, it was almost immediate. Looks like they called a hold on Shelby. That was a quick holding call. Must have been it was, very blatantly right? obvious. And that's <laughs> why I said, Nick, I thought the, the flag came out almost so quick, I thought maybe it was an illegal formation, but it's actually going to be a hold, like Nick said. So that'll set the Whippets way back. In fact, they're going to be back on their own side of the field for the first time since the first play of the game. And you'll take that. So first and 20 from their own 48, Marshall Shepard sends Blaine Bowman in motion, he's got three to the left, two to the right. And the shotgun by himself. Shepard takes a low snap, throws it out right side, got his man. And right over on the sideline was Connor Henkel, and he was dragged out of bounds after a gain of about seven. 
right to the 45-yard line of Lex. So second and 13 coming up for the Whippets. Zero zero early on here at Skiles Field, and now what, Nick? Oh, like we do Hinkle. have a yep, we have a player down as Hinkle made the catch on the sideline over there, ran back to the huddle, and then kind of fell down. I'm not sure. Well, he is getting up now, but he's limping. Yeah, it looks like maybe some cramps, or I mean, it is really hot and humid it out here definitely, again tonight. It is definitely. But this early in the game. I mean, we could definitely speculate that it's a cramp. He doesn't look to be in terrible pain. He is wincing a little, but he's walking off the field under his own power. But he's definitely limping, and you got to think, Nick, too, he did just get tackled, so maybe maybe something happened over there. It was on the far sideline. I didn't get a clean look at it, but just never know. It looks like he's kind of motioning that maybe he tweaked Well, maybe ankle. his foot got stepped on. He's kind of shaking it off and showing the trainer that it's his foot. Or maybe his leg down there. It's definitely not a cramp the way the, the way he's pointing at yep. sort of the front of his leg. But it looks like something he's going to walk off here. 5.02 to go, first quarter. Second and 13, Shelby with the football at the Lexington 45-yard line. Marshall Shepard, five wide again, two to the right, three to the left. Takes the shotgun snap from the 45. He's back to pass. He's loading up for a deep one here. Right in the middle of the field, it's caught. And... Brought down at about the 16-yard line is Andre Hill. Right in the middle of the field. Yep. Yeah. And another first down, Whippets. Yeah, both the Whippets here in the slot. They had three They had trips out to the left side. The two inside guys ran a little crossing route. And then they both went vertical, and Andre Hill right there in the middle of the field, wide open. So first and 10, Whippets already back out there with five wide. Shepard takes another shotgun snap, back to pass, looking end zone, got his man wide open. Blaine Bowman right in the middle of the end zone, and for the first time this year, Lexington's defense has given up a touchdown. And for the first time this year, Lexington trails. 6-0 to zero with 4.30 to go, first quarter. Marshall Shepard there to Blaine Bowman. And Marshall Shepard also the PAT kicker? He is. As the snap is back for the PAT, hold is good. Kick is good. Right through that right upright. And with 4.30 to go in the first quarter, Shelby strikes first. They lead it 7-0 here at Skiles Field on fearthevillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on fearthevillage.com. And, Nick, if you remember last year at Ashland, we had the plexiglass thing yeah. up around the – the scores table where we were sitting for a basketball game and the ball hit the plexiglass right in front of us. Well, during that timeout, they were throwing shirts into the stands and one of them flew up here and hit the glass right in front of us. If the glass wasn't there, Nick would have just got pummeled in the face. Oh, yeah. So Marshall Shepard will kick things off after throwing a touchdown pass. And 
He'll kick it to the far sideline. Returning is by Rice over there on the far sideline. He'll bring it out to about the 24, and we've got a flag coming in from all the way back at the 50-yard line. Man, that referee. Well, we got a block in the back, it looks like. Here he's motioning. So Lexington returned it to the 24, but uh, that's not where it's going to. It's not where it's going to be when Lexington starts this drive as they trail it. 7-0 with 4.25 to go, first quarter. Here at Skiles Field. Still waiting on the official call, but the referee motioned that it was going to be a uh, block in the back. <clears throat> And I guess that's what it was, Nick. I forgot they don't have a microphone here at Shelby connected to the referee. So, and I was looking down and didn't see the official call. But either way, Lexington from their own 14. Pauly in the pistol, one wide to each side. He's got Kate Eichler out here not being guarded. Now Shelby does pick him up. They're going to run it anyways. Carson Berry off the left side, still fighting. Gets out towards the sideline, breaks a couple tackles, and gets about eight or nine yards off of a play that looked like it was going nowhere, Nick. A good run there by Carson to bounce it outside all the way over to the sideline. And it'll be second and one coming up. Yeah, Carson just kept those feet churning right off that left side. Was stopped initially and just kept going. Picked up eight. So it'll be second and one. Minutemen at their own 22-yard line. They'll send Kay Nykler to the far right side this time. Carter Newman split off to the left. Pauly in the pistol with Corbin Green and Carson Berry. Takes a snap, gives Berry right up the middle, and it's going to be a first down. Carson out to about the 26-yard line. And it'll be a first down Minutemen on a gain of about three, maybe four. So Carson racking up the yards here early, but Minutemen really haven't had a chance to run their offense out in the open field here. They've been kind of deep in their own end on both possessions so far tonight. They'll send two, well, one wide receiver to the left now as Baden Forp gets down in a stance. They'll hand off Corbin Green. The up man takes it, and he's going to run towards the left side, gain of about two again, maybe three. And they'll give him three out to the 30-yard line, Nick. Yeah, Second and seven. These refs being pretty generous with the spots lately. They really are, <laughs> tonight anyways. Yeah. As Baden Forup going to come off for Hudson Moore. They tend to switch every play. Typically, though, they're the ones bringing in the play, so they have to switch out every play, so one of them can bring the play in. They'll run that pistol again. Cole Pauley with Corbin Green on his left hip this time. Carson Berry right behind him. Eichler off to the right, Newman off to the left from the 29-yard line. Pauly takes the snap, gives Carson Berry up the middle. He's going to keep fighting, and actually he got, again, a, a play that looked like it was going nowhere. He gets out to the 34-yard line. That'll set up third and three. Man, I mean, he just does a great job of just keeping his feet going. It looks like they just keep running off that left-hand side of that offensive line, and they just keep ripping up little pieces of yards here and there. Now here's where you got to get a first down, Nick, and uh, – because if you get a first down here, you can get to the end of the first quarter. Yeah, you definitely have to convert here because you do not want to give Shelby the ball back still in the first quarter. In the pistol again. Pauly with Corbin Green on his left hip. Carson Berry behind him from the 34-yard line. It's third and three, and Nick saw a false start. 
Yeah, and it is. Cade Nykler barely flinched there at the bottom of the bottom of the play, and the referee was right next to him. So that'll uh, make a third and three. Now will be a third and eight. And a little bit of a tougher setup here for Lexington from their own 29-yard line now. And on third down tonight, they're 0 for 1. As Scotty Roush now comes in, we'll see three wide receivers on this play, two to the right, one to the left. Cole Pauly in a single back pistol this time. Carson Berry behind him from the 29-yard line. Pauly back to pass, swings it out into the flat to Carson. He's going to try to juke a man, and he's only able to get a yard out of it. Out to the 30-yard line, it'll set up fourth and seven. Minutemen uh, minute going to have to punt again here, Nick. And uh, there's about 120 to go in the first quarter. And Shelby's going to get a chance here again to score before the end of the quarter. Yeah, Lex had the screen set up here on the near side, but that Shelby Whippet defense is all converged yeah, right on Carson, it. and he had nowhere to go. So Mason Trichu will stand at his own 19-yard line. Back to return is Blaine Bowman at his 35. Good snap. Trichu with a high punt, but it's a short one as it angled towards the sideline and went out of bounds. I'll probably mark that somewhere near the 50, Nick, and we'll see where the referee runs off his steps. And it'll be at the 48-yard line. So, Nick, how long of a punt was that? Uh, let me see here. I believe that's going to be a 22-yarder. 22-yarder. Yep. For Mason Trichy. And I think the strategy here is just to kick it away from Yes. From Bowman, Clearly obviously. that's the strategy because yeah. we saw Mason Trichu get a couple punts off yeah. last week, and they were just beautiful, booming, yeah. high punts. But, uh, yeah, you definitely don't want to give Blaine Bowman a chance. Right. So they are definitely keeping it away from him, living with a little bit of a shorter kick but making sure it goes out of bounds. Uh, Shelby going to have great field position again. Marshall Shepard sends a man in motion. He'll take the shotgun snap from his own 48. Looking around, doesn't have a man, but now he's going to have a chance to run. He's still scrambling. Now he's going to run out to the far sideline, and he'll get to about the 45. And that'll be a gain of seven. It'll set up second and three. Uh, Shepard, the minute man secondary, did a great job there, but nobody's spying Shepard, and he was able to get out of there and run to the far sideline. Yeah, the first look, it looks like Shepard was looking to go down here on the near side to, uh, I believe it is, yeah, Isaiah Ramsey, who's had a great night so far. Yeah. That was his first read. He was staring him down right away. Then, like you said, nothing going, so the Minutemen weren't spying Shepard. They will pick up seven. So 43 seconds to go in the first quarter. Shelby up 7-0. to zero. Shepard in a shotgun by himself again. Fakes a handoff. And now he's going to run to the right side, and he takes a hard hit from Corbin Green. He did gain a couple of yards. That'll set up third and one, and Corbin and Marshall may have had some words down there for a second. So it'll set up third and about a half a yard, actually. Well, maybe one. Yeah, third and one. And Corbin loves to fly down from that safety position and lay the wood. And he did there, as this will be the last play of the first quarter. Unless it's an incomplete pass, of course. Shepard by himself again in the shotgun from the Lex 43. Takes a low shotgun snap, flings it out far sideline, and it's tipped, and it's incomplete. Great defensive play over there on the sideline for the Minutemen. And over there in coverage, well, Nick, I'm not sure who that was. I don't have a 21. Yeah. Last year it was DJ Johnson. Yeah. Which it 
It may be it this may, year. Yeah. Of course, they're wearing those white uniforms tonight for the first time this year, and I don't have a roster with white numbers. Yeah, so fourth and one, DJ they're going to go for it again, Nick. Five wide. Yeah, Shepard looking well. over for the call here. And that had to be Johnson yeah. over there. It looks oh, like sure. him, but it's just not his number, so I don't want to misreport here. <laughs> fourth and one. Shepard takes the shotgun snap back to pass. Looking near sideline. He's got a man. It's Hill. He's tackled at the 39. A great tackle yep. by Jamarian Fagan, but Hill was able to get the first down. And with that, we should have the end of the first quarter here, and it is the end of the first quarter. A decent one so far, but the Minutemen haven't been able to get out of their own end. They're playing the field position game, and right now they're losing it as they haven't made it past midfield yet. They've had to start both of their first two possessions deep in their own end. And the Whippets with a 7-0 lead. They're driving again at the end of one on fearthevillage.com. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is a medical service providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality of care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, they're currently hiring EMTs and paramedics. To find out more, give them a call at 419-522-2020. This is former Minuteman Nick Lazier, class of 2014, and you're listening to Lexington Football on fearthevillage.com. Start of the second quarter here at Skiles Field. Maybe our last trip to Skiles Field, Nick, as uh, the Whippet's going to be moving into their new stadium by the time we make the next trek over here. And after one, Shelby leads at 7-0. Any stats uh, jumping off the page at you, Nick? Yeah, I mean, right now, Shelby, 9 of 13 for 126 yards through the air. So, I mean, right now, that's the big thing. Marshall Shepard on pace for a 400-yard passing game. I mean, it... It, it really, really hasn't been the deep stuff. I mean, there's been a couple deep balls, but it's been the short, choppy stuff that the Minutemen are just – I mean, they're yeah. doing a good, great job of keeping them in front. But, I mean, overall, there's, they're really just not getting a lot of pressure on them. They're only bringing their front four yeah. right now. But that's the big thing right now is 126 through the air in the first quarter. So, Shelby will start the second quarter with the football first and ten. As Shepard takes a very low shotgun snap, he's back to pass. He's going to try to get out of there as he got hit, gets a pass away, and it's incomplete over the head of Henkel. And, man, that could have been dangerous, Nick. Had he caught that, yeah. he had room to run. But great pressure there by the Minutemen with just four up front. Yeah, and, I mean, Caden Eichler in great position there. Uh, that play was just kind of doomed from the beginning, though, with the low snap, and then the pressure was right in his face. So Minutemen doing a great job of just kind of giving a fluster there. Second and ten. Shelby at the Lexington 39-yard line. They'll have Henkel and Hill off to the right. Three wide receivers, including Blaine Bowman, off to the left. Shepard in the shotgun by himself, sends a man in motion. It's Bowman. He'll pitch it out to Bowman, right side. He's going to run. He's to the 35. He's to the 30. He's to the 20. He cuts back inside 15. He's going to cut across the field. He's going to break some more tackles, and he's down to about the four-yard line. And, Nick, I'm not sure that last cutback was necessary. He no, could have ran across yeah. the field for a touchdown, and he ran right back into a Lexington defender for whatever reason. But nevertheless, uh, about a 35-yard gain there for Blaine Bowman. And it's incredible. That whole time with all the cutbacks, Shelby very disciplined, no black, no block in the backs or anything like that with all the cutbacks that normally happens. So first and goal, Shelby from the four. 
Shepard in the shotgun, five wide, takes another low snap, back to pass, throws, it is caught, touchdown. On just a little slant route there to Isaiah Ramsey. Four-yard touchdown pass. Shepard to Ramsey, and just like that, Shelby leads it 13-0. 11.24 to go, second quarter. Yeah, they ran a little rub route action up top, but there wasn't even any conversion or anything. Just a clean route from, uh, from Isaiah Ramsey, and ball was right on the money. And, Nick, this is exactly what you talked about in the pregame show. Now is, it's a dangerous time for Lex because if you don't answer here, as on the extra point, we have a whistle. Inadvertent, it looks like, maybe. Not exactly sure. Is he telling a player to put his mouthpiece in? I didn't see. Oh, there's going to be a penalty here. They're going to wow. move the whippets back. I didn't see what the... I'm not sure what the penalty is. Okay, well, either way, Shelby's going to move back now. They'll have to attempt this extra point from the 15-yard line. She had 25-yard extra point. Snap is back, ball is down, kick is up, and it is good. Just inside the left upright from Marshall Shepard. So, we'll talk about uh, what we were talking about in the pregame here in just a minute when we come back. 11.24 to go, second quarter. Minutemen trailing 14-0 here at Shelby on fearthevillage.com. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872. And as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. This is Cole Pauley, quarterback for the Minutemen, and you're listening to Lexington Football on VSBN Radio. Hammer down and go Lex. Shelby 14, Lexington 0. And like we were saying in the pregame, Nick, this is what you didn't want if you're a Lex fan because now you've got to try to come back and get back into this game running the ball. And if you can't score, it could get ugly as the Minutemen really aren't a team that's uh, – Game planning to throw the ball a lot and try to come back through the air. So you're in dangerous territory right now if you're the Minutemen, and Shelby's going to try a little pooch kick. It's going to be taken by Scotty Roush, the up man, to the 35. He's going to get out near the 38 maybe. We'll see what they give him here. But, hey. Heads up. Shelby trying to catch the Minutemen sleeping there, and Minutemen were wide awake for it. Now they'll have decent field position to start this drive from the 38-yard uh, line. Yeah, it was a great heads-up play there from Scotty Roush, able to just be aware to catch it and didn't want to take a knee, just took off. So we'll see what the Minutemen can do with this. Best field position of the night. They're not starting a drive deep in their own end. And they'll come out at their own 38-yard line, looking to get something going here. 11-18 to go, second quarter. Shelby leads it 14-0. Cole Pauley's going to be in a single back pistol this time. Two wide to the right, one to the left. Carson Berry right behind him. From the 38-yard line, Pauley takes the snap. He's back to pass, looking far sideline. He's got Carter Newman, but just overshoots him, and that's a tough pass, Nick, from the near hash that's, to the far sideline. Yeah, that's a very far hitch route. <laughs> and it's incomplete. Second and 10 coming up for the Minutemen, but you like the aggressiveness coming out here on this drive, Nick. 
Coming out and taking a shot through the air. Second and ten. They'll send Caden Eichler far over here to the left. Corbin Green now into the game. Will sit on Cole Pauly's left hip. Carson Berry behind him. Pauly in the pistol from their own 38-yard line. Pauly takes the snap. He'll fake the give. Pauly's going to keep it, and he'll go up the middle for about a gain of one. A little option there it looked like, Nick. I don't yep. think uh, he debated on giving that ball to Corbin Yeah, and then kept it for a gain of one. Well, now both tight ends coming out of the game. They had a double tight set with uh, Hudson and Bade both in there. But now you got... You got Scotty Roush coming in as well as Cam uh, Crago. Yep. And Corbin Green coming off for the Minutemen. Yeah, so I, I bet you they'll probably come out in twins or something like that with just Carson and by himself. Right. Yep, so they'll have Caden Eichler, Scotty Roush off to the left, Crago and Carter Newman off to the right. Cole Pauly in a single back pistol, Carson Berry right behind him. Third and nine from the 39-yard line. Pauly takes the snap, back to pass. He's being pressured, and he's going to briefly get out of there until he's wrapped up and sacked back at the 35-yard line. And back there for Shelby. I thought I saw 57 back there, Nick. The PA announcer said something else, but we'll give that one to Luke Shepard. Yeah, I mean, uh, Shelby brought both both backers right up the A-gaps. Carson was able to pick up one, but the other one came right through. And Car Cole almost got out of there, but just couldn't seem to find the space. So that'll set up. Fourth and 13, Mason Trichu going to get a nice spiraling punt away, but Blaine Mo, uh, Bowman's going to catch it on the run at the 29. He's up to the 40 now, trying to cut back, and Minutemen trying to strip the ball out of there, and it almost close. came out. And Bowman going to have an 11-yard return. Well, I'll give him 12. They'll give him the 41-yard line, a 12-yard return. Yeah, Carter Newman really trying to get that ball out. He almost did. So, Nick, this is really where uh, the Minutemen <laughs> – have to get a stop. Yeah, absolutely. Or you're looking at a deep uphill climb to get back in this one. 9.35 to go, second quarter. Shelby up 14-0. They'll start this drive. Actually, they will put it back at the 40. I was right the first time, Nick. Yeah. I always am. You usually are. So it was an 11-yard return there for Bowman, if you're keeping track at home. Big defensive possession here for the Minutemen. As Shelby going to go three wide to the left this time, two to the right. They're heading towards the south end zone. Marshall Shepard takes the shotgun snap. He's going to be pressured out of there by Dwyer, and Dwyer's going to get it from behind him, taken down back at the 33. Matt Dwyer in there with a big play for the Minutemen. That's loss a, of seven. Yeah, that's a big loss there. And they'll give him forward progress to the 34, a loss of six, second and 16 coming up. Great pressure there by Dwyer, especially not to give up on the play and yep. keep that pressure on Shepard, not letting him get the ball out of there. Yeah, and I mean, Shelby had a couple. They ran crossing shallow routes. They had them, but the pressure was just too much to handle. Second and 16, and right here is where you want the whippets if you're the Minutemen. Too far to the left, three to the right. Shepard from his own 34 takes a snap. He's looking. He's looking into the middle of the field. He's got a man. And to the 45, he breaks through the defense there and gets a first down. They needed 16. They got 18. And that was uh, Isaiah Ramsey again. And that's just what Shelby does. It doesn't matter if it's first and 90. They'll get 91. That's just what they do. It's just 
Well, and, and the thing is, the Minutemen had a – they had – I think Jordan Byrice was in position to make the play, and he just kind of over-pursued. And, I mean, Isaiah Ramsey, a big kid to bring down. And it's a tough break. Shelby on to the Lexington side of the field again. First and 10 from the 48-yard line. Shepard sends a man in motion, takes the shotgun snap. He's being pressured by the Lex defensive line. And a one-handed grab there made by Andre Hill as Shepard got it out of there. Gain of five as he's tackled on the near sideline by Corbin Green. Nice catch there by Hill as the ball was a little bit behind him and he just kind of, it just kind of stuck to his hand there as he reached back and grabbed it. So second and, uh, we'll say six. Second and six from the Lex 44-yard line coming up for Shelby. As they lead it 14 to zero. They'll have David Ray and Isaiah Ramsey off to the right here. Three wide receivers to the left, including Bowman, Hill, and Hinkle. Shepard takes the snap. He's looking around. He's going to have to scramble again. He's looking down the field. He's got Hill, and it's caught down at the 15, and he's going to just run out of bounds at the 12. First down, Whippets. And that ball just seemed to float in the air, and they're just, I mean, three Minutemen around in the area, but once again, Andre Hill just, just falls right, to, right in his lap. So Shelby threatening again here as they have the ball down to the Lex 12-yard line. Three split off to the left this time for the Whippets. Two to the right. Shepard from the 12 takes the snap. He's going to run right up the middle, a QB draw, and he's going to run this thing into the end zone. Wow. I mean, he was just wrapped up there. Looked like the play was going to stop down near the five, and he just kind of spun and didn't even have to dive. He just kind of reached to the end zone. That was just kind of a, a weird play as it was – I mean, that was a quarterback draw the whole way, Nick. He took the snap and was almost already on a dead sprint. Yeah. I mean, there was a great block from the inside slot. He ran a nice little crack block, took out one of our backers, and that was all he needed. And Shepard ran right in. And the extra point this time for Shepard, good again. And with that, Shelby just adding on to this lead, 7.15 to go, second quarter. We'll take a break from Skiles Field on fearthevillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of OH. Com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on FearTheVillage.com. Well, Nick, not going to have many more chances before halftime here to get in the scorebooks. Minutemen need to do it now if they're going to do it here in the first half. As last time the uh, Whippets kicked off, Shepard Kind of just popped it up down here to the 35. We'll see what they do this time as the Minutemen have three men deep. By Rice, Barry, and 
Corbin Green, they'll pop it up again, but this one's much deeper. It's going to land at the 20 and bounce. By Rice is going to have to pick it up, and he's going to have a little bit of room as he tries to get up the middle, and he's tackled at about the 25-yard line. And that tackle there was Isaiah Beck. Yeah, good awareness from Byrice. Uh, that ball just kind of died right as soon as it landed. So Byrice kind of under-anticipated where it was going to go. But he was able to pick it up and get seven. Not so, bad field position. Got room to work with. You got time here. 7-10 to go, second quarter. The main thing here for the Minutemen is you got to get on the board before halftime. And they'll start this drive at their own 25-yard line. Cam Crago split off to the left. Scotty Roush and Carter Newman off to the right. Cole Pauly in the single back pistol with Carson Berry behind him from the 25-yard line. Takes the snap. They'll give. Berry off the left side. He's to the 30 and out to the 32, and he's tackled out there by Blaine Bowman. Good run on first down. Yeah, Minutemen came out here in a tackle overlook. Had three offensive linemen off that left side. Able to pick up some. Seven. So second and three. Man, Miniman double tight, big formation here. Eichler off to the left. Carter Newman split off to the right. Copali again single back pistol. Takes the snap. He's back to pass this time, and he's going to be rushed, and he's going to throw it, and it's backwards. I think it was – no, they're going to call it incomplete. I thought maybe they'll call a backwards pass there as Cole Pauly got decked as he threw the ball right in the back. He gets up fine, but Caleb Baker just laid a hit down there. Third and three coming up. And, I mean, it looked like Pauly had guys downfield, just didn't have enough time to get rid of it. So a huge play here for the Minutemen as Carter Newman splits off far to the right. They'll go in the uh, traditional pistol here with Corbin Green on Cole Pauly's left hip. Carson Berry behind him. Third and three. They'll fake again. Oh, they will give it to Carson Berry who gets up the middle. And nope. Well, there was a flag down there. There was all kinds of chaos on that play as they did give the ball to Carson Berry. He got up the middle towards the 35, which is where he needed to be. I didn't see. There was a flag and they blew the play dead, Nick. I don't know if. Did Carson ever actually go down, or was his forward I, momentum stopped? I, I think there might have been a false start up top at the receiver position. He couldn't get set, and they snapped the ball. Well, they're talking to Coach Gerhardt on the far sideline. Yeah. I don't know if they're asking him if he wants to accept or de decline this or if he's just asking a question here. I think it is going to be a false start. Although, why would they be – Unless Coach Gearhart was asking a question, I'm not sure why they would have been talking to him there. Right. Hmm. Oh, they're waving the flag. Well, then what was the end? What was the result of the play then? Are they going to redo it? Or was that where he was? Because they, they placed the ball back where it was on third down, but I'm not sure if they're saying that's where Carson was stopped or if that's. Oh, yeah. Now they're going to redo the play, I think. Yeah. So it was an inadvertent flag, and it's going to be third and three. Well, let's see if they come back with the same play. Well, that was actually <laughs> might not have been a bad thing for the Minutemen because I think Carson was a yard short there. I think you're right. So third and three, pretend nothing happened. We'll redo it all. 
Caden Eichler splits off far to the right. Cole Pauly in the pistol with Corbin Green on his left hip. Carson Berry behind him. Takes the snap, gives Carson up the middle. He's got the first down this time. He's out to the 40. And a much better gain there on the second try for Carson Berry as the Minutemen pick up the first down. And that appeared to be the same exact play. It just was more effective this time. And they did definitely give him much more of a gaping hole there to run through. So first and 10 Minutemen at their own 40 with 5.35 to go. Second quarter. They'll send Scotty Roush and Carter Newman off to the right. Caden Eichler off to the left. Carson Berry, the single back in the pistol with Cole Pauley from the 40-yard line. They'll give it to Carson Berry off the left side. Another five-yard gain on first down there, and that's a good gain for Carson. They'll set up second and five from their own 45-yard line. This Minutemen team going to continue to fight here in this first half. I mean, like, like you said, if they can get a score here before halftime, they're going to be in a great spot because they come out of the second half with the ball. So as long as they can score here and, and keep the ball out of Shelby's hands before the end of the first half, we'll be in a good spot. So second and five, Minutemen staying ahead of the chains on this drive. They'll come out with Caden Eichler far to the left. Corbin Green on the left hip of Cole Pauly. Carson Berry behind him from the 45. Takes the snap, gives Carson Berry up the middle again. He's through a hole. He's to the 40. He's to the 35, to the 30, to the 20. He's to the 10. He's going to outrun everybody for a touchdown. And the Minutemen are on the board as Carson Berry takes it 55 yards, just like his brother did a couple of years ago here. Yeah, it looked like Bowman and Hill both had an angle, and Carson just was able to just keep that gap just a bit further and able to cross the goal line. So Carson racking up the yardage here in the first half, and he puts the Minutemen on the board. 21-6 now, 4.33 to go as Will Perkins comes on, the freshman, replacing A.J. Young tonight. A.J. out with a little bit of an ankle injury. So Perkins, the lefty, snap is back. Ball is down, kick is up. It's right down the middle for Will Perkins, his first point as a varsity kicker for the Minutemen. 21-7. Lexington on the board now, trailing by two touchdowns. Nick, give us a drive recap here. Wow, I mean, the Minutemen were just able to just kind of – it was all Carson Berry. I mean, he had every positive yard, yardage on that on that last drive. So, I mean, it was a, I think it was, yeah, a 75-yard drive. Didn't take very long, which is kind of scary because there's a lot of time left here on this clock. But, yeah, it only took, uh, looks like here, two minutes, three minutes. So, I mean, a lot of time left in this first half, but – yeah, it was all Carson Berry, and then he topped it off with that 55-yarder. And if you can keep Shelby from moving down the field through the air here, you're going to get the ball back if they have any incomplete passes at all. I mean, Lexington, if they can put together a stand here, could get the ball back with plenty of time left here in the half. But that's uh, much easier said than done as Marshall <laughs> Shepard, 13 for 18 already tonight. He only had, well, I say only, but he had right. 20, incom uh, 20 complete passes last week at Madison. He's already nearing that in the first half this week against Lex. As Will Perkins is set to kick it off for the second time tonight, he also kicked off the opening kickoff. Just waiting for a whistle as he's got it lined up across from us on the 40-yard line. 
Shelby with three deep men back. Perkins. Short kick to about the 15, and that's Hinkle running near side now. He's being chased, and he's going to be tackled down at the 21-yard line. Good coverage there by the Minutemen, a six-yard return for Caleb Hinkle. And the Whippets clearly had a return set up to go all the way across the field. And one of the Minutemen limping off here, having to be helped off the field. Is that Hudson Moore? I believe so. I hope not. Looks like it might be, though. So, we'll keep an eye on that. Shelby going to come out here on their own 21-yard line and start this drive with 4.26 to go in the first half, leading 21-7. Some of these whippets, man, they're out there, hands on their knees. They, I mean, they look kind of gassed here. I mean, granted, they're still up two touchdowns, but a couple of them look pretty tired out there. Like they're coming to play. Three to the left, two to the right for Marshall Shepard. From his own 21-yard line, takes a shotgun snap, flings it out quickly, and it's dropped. And that's what I was talking about, Nick. Shelby starts dropping passes. Lexington could get the ball back here with uh, a lot of time left. And that one obviously stops the clock right away. 4.22 to go, second quarter. Just got to keep everything in front and tackle. We just got to wrap up. We did such a good job last week of wrapping up and swarming to the football. The minimum just really got to end this first half on a high note and just make the play. Second and 10. Shelby from their own 21-yard line. They'll have Hill, Henkel, and Bowman off to the right. Two wide receivers split off to the left. They'll send Hill in motion. Shepard takes the snap, sends it out to Hill in the flat, and he's got room to run. He's going to go right up the middle of the field. He's to the 50, and nobody's going to catch him as Andre Hill to the 20, to the 10, to the 5, and a touchdown. As you had them second and 10, and they threw a, th a pass to the flat, Nick, you couldn't have asked for yep. anything better if you're the Lexington defense, but nobody out there to make the tackle. And Yeah, they, they motioned Hill over from the right side, the near side, all the way across the formation. All they did was a, run, a, receiver, it was a receiver screen. They pulled a couple of the linemen to pull around off that left side, and Hill only had to make one cut, and he was gone. I mean, the Minutemen just completely over-pursued, and, I mean, once Hill got the lane, no one's catching him. The extra point is good, again, for Marshall Shepard. That makes it 28-7. to We'll take a quick timeout, and we'll come back for the rest of the first half. 4.08 to go, first half, as Shelby extends their lead, 28-7, to here at Shelby on fearthevillage.com. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872. And as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. This is Cole Pauley, quarterback for the Minutemen, and you're listening to Lexington Football on VSBN Radio. Hammer down and go Lex. Marshall Shepard has the ball up on the tee, getting set to kick it off yet again here at Shelby High School as the Minutemen trailing this one 28-7. Deep to return for the Minutemen, Corbin Green, Carson Berry, and uh, Jordan Byrice. But, of course, 
If this kick is like uh, the rest of the kicks we've seen, it's going to go short to Roush or Baden Forup or one of the other minute men. As Shepard set to run up and kick it, and it's a really short one this time as the minute men are going to catch it at the 40 and bring it out to about the 42 or the 43. And, Nick, I didn't see. Uh, number 15. And that was. I believe that was Cooper Dreibelbiss. And it was. As Scotty Roush was making the fair catch <laughs> call. But both of them were there. And again, though, the Minutemen with good field position. Yeah. Shelby's giving it to them, but problem is you you got to get a stop defensively, and the Minutemen have only done that once tonight as they got a score here. Carter Newman off to the left, Eichler off to the right. Cole Pauly in the pistol from the 42, takes the snap, fakes the give. He's going to roll right, but he's immediately pressured, and he's brought down all the way back at the 28. I mean, the whippets were just in there before, uh, before Pauly could even get turned around. And that's what you'd like to see Lex try to start doing to Marshall Shepard. He's just put some pressure on him. Well, and I'm not sure if that was just supposed to be a naked bootleg or That's or what it looked like. like. Yeah, because, I mean, the whole offensive line was still at the line of scrimmage. I mean, it didn't even look like they fired off quite yet. So I'm not sure if that was miscommunication or what. But, yeah, big loss there from the Minutemen on first down. And that is huge before halftime here with 3.20 to go. Now it's second and 22 all the way back at the 30. They've got two wide receivers off to the left, or excuse me, to the right, one to the left. Pauly takes the snap, second and 22, flings it out near side to Kay Neichler and undershoots him, just throws it right under him. And he had him too. He was and open. It's a nice out route yeah. to the sideline over here, but yeah, just uh, either Caden went a, a step too far. Either Caden ran a step too far or Cole Pauly threw it a step too short. Third and 22 coming up for the Minutemen. They're at their own 30. They'll have Caden Eichler split off far to the left. Roush and Newman off to the right. Cole Pauly in the pistol. Third and 22 from the 30. Pauly takes the snap. Back to pass. Throws near sideline. Caden Eichler right through his hands, and Andre Hill was there, and it fell right into his lap. And we've got to have a flag down here on the near sideline yep. as Caden Eichler just got punched in the face mask by one of the whippets, and they do throw three flags as Eichler kind of got caught up in the swarm over here on the sideline, near on the, the Shelby sideline, on the near sideline. So that'll be a, an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, but Shelby going to have the ball and another chance to score before halftime. I didn't see who got in the face of Caden, but there I'm was definitely sure. some hands to his face mask. Yeah. yeah I'm not sure what the penalty is going to be. I mean, obviously, there's extracurriculars afterwards. not really sure why it was necessary either. So they'll call it on 
don't even know if there's a 36. 30, I don't even know if they don't even have a 36. <laughs> well, they must have got the number wrong. It happened yeah. pretty quick down here. And yeah. like I said, it was kind of in the middle of the pile, but. Either way, Shelby with the football as the pass went right through the hands of Kate Eichler, and it just fell right in the lap of Andre Hill. I mean, he did not mean to. to <laughs> no. I mean, it, he was just in the right spot, and the ball just fell into his hands. It's not like he went and made a play. Was, I mean, it was just heads up to hold on to it, I guess. Still getting it sorted out here as the football is going to be, I believe, at the 48-yard line is where Shelby's going to start with it, and they've got plenty of time the way they throw the football. 3.03 to go in the second quarter, leading it 28-7. Five wide again. Marshall Shepard sends a man in motion. It's David Ray. Takes the snap. He's back to pass. Pump fakes. He's going to look deep. He's got a man deep. And he's going to overshoot him Oof. at about the five-yard line. As Isaiah Ramsey was down there. But Shepard just uh, overshot him by three yards there. It was close, but that was a pretty deep ball to hit on there. Yeah. And Second and ten coming up. Definitely showed the arm strength on that one. So they'll send two to the right side this time, three to the left as Shelby comes out of the huddle. Shepard in the shotgun from their own 48, second and 10. He'll take the snap, looks left, throws it back to the right. It's Hinkle, and they're going to have a block in the back back here as they set up a little screen play to the near side, and Hinkle got to the Lex 45, but it's coming back as Matt Dwyer just got pummeled in the back yeah. there. And that'll be a spot foul from the 48, which was the line of scrimmage anyways. So, obviously, Lex will take that penalty and uh, will redo second down. So I believe that's a 10-yarder. And we've got to whip it down here. I didn't see that until uh, the referees just blew the whistle and Hinkle again as he was limping earlier after he got hit on the far sideline, and it looks like might be another leg injury on the near sideline this time. As he's, he's kind of crawling off under his own power as he's scooting backwards across the field. He does get off the field. But I he did get caught up in the pile there on the tackle again, and I think that's how the first, the first time he was injured. It was on the far sideline on a tackle, and I think he might have gotten stepped on on the first one. I didn't see this one as much. As I was looking back down the field here where the penalty was happening. Like I said, he did kind of crawl off under his own power, but still has not stood up yet. And he's far enough off on the sideline to where we can resume play, but we'll keep an eye on that. As Connor Henkel's had a big night, as most of these Shelby receivers have. I believe at least four of them have a catch so far. Only four of them have a catch so far. 
<laughs> so after the penalty, it's going to set up second and 20. Shelby at their own 38-yard line. They're finally ready to play. Three wide to the right. They'll send Andre Hill in motion from right to left. Shepard takes the snap. They'll run the same exact play out here to the near sideline. Bowman has it to the 40. He's out near the 45 and gets pushed forward to the 45. And for the Minutemen, that'll set up third down now. And 13. Gain of seven on that last play, but Lex. Yeah, I mean, the Minutemen definitely just need to make a – just cause an incomplete pass here because you know if Shelby gets within five, six yards of getting that first down, they're going to go for it with this, much, with this little time left in the first half. 2.15 to go in the first half. I think Shelby still has all their timeouts as well. Clock is running now down to two minutes in the first half. Shepard sends a man in motion. He's got two to the right, two to the left. Takes the shotgun snap. Pump fakes right. He's going to run left, and he's hit back there and gets out of there somehow. Throws it, and it's incomplete, but we've got a flag back here. And if you are the Minutemen, uh, probably decline this one as it's going to be fourth down if you do decline it. If you don't, it's going to be about third and 23 as I think there was a hold there. Shepard was trying to get out of, the, out of the scrum as he was being pressured again by Matt Dwyer there. And he's been all over tonight on defense yep. making plays for the Minutemen. Unfortunately, though, he's only been able to actually catch Marshall Shepard once. Almost had him there, though. Penalty was declined. It'll set up fourth and 13. We'll see. This is an interesting spot, Nick, because yeah. Shelby likes to go for it, obviously. But on the off chance that you don't complete this one, you're giving Lexington the ball on your side of the field with two minutes to go, and you could gain some momentum here. But looks like Shelby's at least going to send the punt team on. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to punt it because <laughs> right. Marshall Shepard is the punter. So <laughs> yeah. we will see. Caden Eichler is going to go back for the minute, men. Corbin Green will also go back there for the Minutemen. They're both going to stand back near their own 25-yard uh, line. Now they're going to move up a little bit. They'll stand at their own 27 as Shepard gets the punt away. It's oh, a wow. pretty deep end-over-end punt. Caden Eichler's going to catch it. He's at the 20 and runs out of bounds. And I believe officially he'll get about two or three yards on that return. So Minutemen have one final shot here to end the first half with 1.38 to go. They've got the football on their own 20, trailing 28-7. to seven. I think, yep. Now they'll give them the, 25. well, they're still getting things lined up down there. I think, actually, they'll give them the 23, Nick. Yep. Well, see what the Minutemen can do here. Minute 38 left. And we've seen the Minutemen score quickly. Hopefully they can put one together here. And then all, once again, all three timeouts remaining for the Lex. So not necessarily have to get out of bounds right away, but you definitely, if you can get out routes and get out of bounds, you'd like that. Two split off to the left, two to the right for Lexington to start this drive from their own 23. A minute and a half to go first half. Cole Pauly takes the snap. He'll give Carson Berry up the middle to the 26. He'll get three. And another penalty comes in late. And it looks like, might be another one on Shelby, but we'll see. Well, yeah, it is going to be on Shelby. What's the Just call? some extra late. Yep, they're going to say unsportsmanlike, I think. 
And it's always puzzled me why teams get unsportsmanlikes when they're, they're dominating a game. <laughs> So that'll be a 15-yard penalty. And the Minutemen going to have the ball at the 41. I'm not sure if did they take a timeout, Nick. I'm not exactly yes. sure. Or, I think, I thought or are they, they just trying to hurry up and get a quick huddle <laughs> in here before they – Shelby's staying out on the yeah. field. I thought Coach Gerhardt called a timeout. Okay. Maybe not. So first and 10, Minutemen. They're going to have it at their own 41-yard line with a minute and still a minute and 31 to go. It doesn't seem like any time has come off the clock yeah. since they've had the ball. Two wide to the left, two to the right. Cole Pauly in the pistol from the 41 takes the snap. He's back to pass. He's loading up, throwing down the middle of the field, and it's right in between Cam Crago and Caden Eichler, and it just kind of went in that tough spot where it was between two wide receivers but not really – specifically to anybody there. Yeah. So neither one of them sort of went after it. I think both players thought it was intended for the other one. So second and 10 now from the 41, two to the left, two to the right. Cole Pauly again in the pistol, Carson Berry behind him. Takes the snap. Pauly back to pass, throwing out to the right side. He's got Carter Newman to the 40, and he's down to the 38-yard line. And a first down Minutemen. That was a great connection there. Pauly to Newman. First game. catch of the night for Carter Newman as well. And it'll set up first and 10 for the Minutemen at the Shelby 38-yard line. Yeah, gain of 21 there. Carter Newman to the right. Craig to the right. Eichler and Roush to the left. Cole Pauly in the pistol from the 38. Takes the snap. He's back to pass. He's back to pass. He's looking, and he's going to go down as all four Shelby defensive linemen get in there. And all four of them end up on top of Cole Pauly. At the 46-yard line, so a loss of eight yards there. And it'll be second and 18 as Lexington takes their second timeout. Or at least I think they take their second. I'm not sure that when they huddled up last time, Nick, I don't think they took a timeout. I think yeah. they were just getting a quick huddle in before, before anybody noticed. Because on the scoreboard, it still says Lex has two timeouts left. There's one minute to go in the second quarter. Shelby with a 28-7 lead. And another thing to remember, too, as Lex tries to get into scoring range here is A.J. Young is out this week with that ankle injury. And Will Perkins, the freshman, has a decent leg. He's also on the soccer team, a really good soccer player, but um, being a freshman, he doesn't have the best range in the world quite yet. So the Minutemen are going to have to get inside the 20 here if they want to have even a shot at a field goal. They'll come out of the huddle. Two wide to the left, two to the right. Cole Pauly in the pistol with Carson Berry behind him. This one's from the 46. It's second and 18. He takes the snap, flings it out to... Cam Crago, and that was a little short curl route there and incomplete as it was batted away by one of the Shelby defensive backs, and that'll set up now third and 18. And it's amazing, Nick, how one sack or one penalty can just destroy a drive. And the Minutemen took a sack on first down here uh, just two plays ago, and 
Now it's third and 18 all of a sudden. They've got three split off to the right. Caden Eichler, the solo wide receiver out here to the left. And as the play was snapped, we have a timeout, Shelby. So Shelby using their first timeout. Of the half, 55 seconds to go in the first half. Shelby with a 28-7 lead over Lexington here at Skiles Field. As we mentioned earlier, this may be our final trip to Skiles Field as Shelby, by the time we play him in uh, two years' time, will be at the new stadium. So Shelby, the one that uh, took the time out there, already back on the field, ready to go. Lexington about to break their huddle on the sideline and come back out. As I mentioned, 55 seconds to go, first half. 28-7, Shelby leads it. Lexington has it third and 18 at the Shelby 46-yard line. Lexington will get the ball to start the second half. All the more reason they need to try to get a score here. They'll send Caden Eichler and Scotty Roush off to the left. Cam Crago, Carter Newman off to the right. Cole Pauly in the pistol. Third and 18 from the 46, takes the snap. He's back to pass, throwing. He's got Carter Newman, and it's just a step behind him, but he just couldn't bring it in. And it's incomplete, and it'll set up fourth and 18. And here, Nick, I mean, you're really in a rough spot because if you go <laughs> for it, I mean, you're uh, just begging for Shelby to throw a deep pass on you to end the half here. Looks like they're going to at least stay out there. Maybe try and draw Shelby off. Or... So we'll have four wide, fourth and 18. 50 seconds to go, first half. Polly in the pistol with Carson Berry behind him from the 46-yard line. Polly takes the snap. He's back. He's going to have to run out of there. He does. He gets it to Carson Berry, and it goes right through his hands as Carson had all kinds of time and space over there on the far sideline, but maybe just got caught looking up the field and it went right through his hands. And Shelby now gonna have a chance right in their wheelhouse here at their own 46 yard line. Yeah, and two timeouts remaining for the Whippets as well. So, 45 seconds, first half, both teams with two timeouts, speaking of. Five wide, Marshall Shepard in the shotgun. He'll take the snap. He's back to pass. He's getting pressured again by Minutemen. A couple of them get their hands on him. Now he's going to get it out of there, and it's incomplete. Great pressure by Baden Four up there. And, Nick, there were a couple of Minutemen back there. I didn't get a number, though. Yeah, I think. I believe it was Josh Quintero, but I didn't see a number. I know he was in the area of yeah. really all four line, uh, Lexington Defensive linemen were around that play, and Baden was in there too. Well, it looked like I think it was Matt Dwyer that originally Might have been. caused Shepard to get up and out of the pocket, and then Baden was able to chase him down from the backside. 37 seconds left, second and 10. Whippets at their own 46-yard line, five wide again. Shepard takes the snap, flings it out near side to Henkel. He's to the 50, he's to the 45, he's to the 44. And it's going to be a first down, a gain of 11. 
And it'll stop the clock briefly here with 31 seconds to go as they reset the chains. And they'll actually give him the 30, or excuse me, the 43-yard line. I was a yard off there. So they'll send uh, three to the left, two to the right. Clock is running. Marshall Shepard in the shotgun. 25 seconds to go. First half takes the snap. He's looking down the middle of the field. Now he's having to run. Now he's looking left. Now he's going to try to run again. Now he's going to throw, and he's got a man, Blaine Bowman, down at the 25. And another first down. Clock will stop again. 14 seconds to go. They've got two timeouts. And I think they're going to use one here. As Coach Mahaney takes one. 14.3 seconds to go, to be exact, in the first half. Whippets lead at 28-7. They're threatening again. And if they're not already in Marshall Shepard field goal range, they're right there, but yeah. you know they're thinking touchdown. But right now they've got both options available. Should they uh, not connect on one of the next – they've probably got time to run two plays. They do have a timeout left, so even if they catch it in bounds here, they can obviously stop the clock again. So I'd say they've probably got two shots here, and if they don't get it, Definitely a possibility of a field goal. And Marshall Shepard, I mean, just watching him play, his, his awareness that he has, the ability to be able to stay, because he was towing that line of scrimmage and able to just extend the play and, and just kind of find someone downfield. I mean, he, he's been impressive in this first half so far. But, the, I mean, the Minutemen, as of lately, have been getting some pressure on yeah. him, making him uncomfortable. They're definitely getting hits on him. But he's just able to get rid of the ball. And the pressure has gotten much better yeah. as the game has gone on. However, you know, if you're Shelby, you're just playing with house money right now. Lexington's got to get some points and put some pressure on them. So we've got 14 seconds left. Shelby comes out with five wide yet again. Shepard from the 25 takes the snap. He's going to look right across the middle, a short pass coming near side. And getting out to the 10 to the sideline, now cutting back towards the middle of the field and now down to the 5 with his first catch of the night is number 33, Garrett Baker. And he's a sophomore, and there's two and a half seconds left now. He did burn up a lot of clock trying to get to the end zone there, so now he kind of put the pressure on Mahaney to make the right call here. We'll see if they go. They only need five yards <laughs> for a touchdown, but yeah. the, they're so close that this could easily be a... Uh, a field goal attempt here for the Minutemen, or for the uh, Whippets, excuse me. And the Whippets did use that final timeout as uh, Baker was tackled inside the boundary lines. So yeah, they're actually going to mark him at the six. I thought he was inside the five from I, our angle. but I thought for a second there they were going to run the clock out with the cutback and everything like that. I thought Minutemen were going to get away with it. Well, and that's the luxury you have, though. When you know you have a timeout, you've got a little bit of room to work with. But, yeah, he did take up about yeah. 12 seconds there. If you're the Minutemen, you'd have just like to pick him up and carry him for two more seconds <laughs> yeah, and exactly. let the clock run out. So they will attempt a field goal here, Marshall Shepard. Is going to kick this one from the 13. Snap is a good one. It's a 23-yarder right down the middle, and that's how the first half will end. And the Whippets will take a 31-7 lead into halftime here at Skiles Field. At times, Lexington on the ground looked good in the first half. But so far, their defense has only been able to force two punts tonight. 
Well, really one punt, but they did get a turnover on downs on the first possession as they held Shelby on the one-yard line. So Lexington has only forced two changes of possession that didn't result in a Shelby score. And uh, needless to say, that's going to have to change if the Minutemen want to get back in this on the bright side, though. Lexington does get the ball to start the second half, and you've got to score quickly if you want to have any chance to get back in this game at all if you're the Minutemen. 31-7 here at Skiles Field. Shelby with the lead at halftime and doing what they do, defending their home turf. When we come back, we'll get you scores from around North Central Ohio. Nick will paint a little bit of a picture with stats from the first half. And we'll have all your second half action when we come back on fearthevillage.com. VSBNradio.com is your home for live scores, updated standings, and archived broadcasts in case you miss even one single second of the action. For exclusive content from the game, like us on Facebook at VSBN Radio. And while you're at it, follow us at VSBN Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network, your source for sports in North Central Ohio. Online at VSBNRadio.com. Do you want to be stylish? Keep up with the trends? Do you find it a hassle to shop in-store and want the convenience of shopping online? Well, we've got the place for you. A Material Girl clothing boutique offers a wide variety of clothing for all shapes and sizes. Go to fashionbyamg.com for your convenient shopping experience. A Material Girl is a proud sponsor of Lexington Minutemen uniforms on fearthevillage.com. Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vsbnradio.com, featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Available now where you listen to your podcasts. Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget, but the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offer, selling your old house, don't let the process become overwhelming. Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in North Central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699. Or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors. Working for you and with you from beginning to end to make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. jkennedy305 at gmail.com. This message brought to you by Life Support Team, a proud supporter of VSBN Radio and high school football. Hey, this is Tom Durbin, the president and CEO of the Life Support Team. Our company provides emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Our paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. That's 419-522-2020. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872, and as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. 
Hey, this is Tyler Johnson. Join me tonight at 10 o'clock on VSPNRadio.com for my show, Intentional Grounding. I'll give you guys scores, updated standings, and preview next week's matchups tonight and every Friday night. At 10 o'clock, it's Intentional Grounding with Tyler Johnson on VSPNRadio.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on fearthevillage.com. Back here at Skiles Field in Shelby, Ohio, it is 31-7. Whippets defending their home turf over the Lexington Minutemen. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you tonight. And uh, let's take a look at some scores from around the area. We've got some intriguing non-conference matchups tonight, especially in the OCC. West Holmes up 28-0. Looks like they're going to improve to 2-0. Very similar uh Style of play is these Whippets, too, uh, West Holmes. So we'll be seeing them here in about, uh, I believe, five five weeks. And that one is out in Millersburg this year. So we'll be uh, happy to be down there bringing you all the action of that game as the Knights look like they're going to improve to uh, 2-0. Buckeye Central trailing Triad 34-0. It is Lucas 7, Hillsdale 6. By the way, all of these games so far in the third quarter. This one's at halftime. Crestline trailing 40-0 against North Baltimore. Clyde 27, Ashland 0. It is uh, Loudonville 0, Sharpsville 0 at halftime. Centerburg 28, Grandview Heights 0. Sandusky leads Lorraine at halftime 14-0. It is Worcester 7, Wadsworth 2 at halftime. Granville 7, Clear Fork 7. Lexington takes on... The Colts at home next uh, next Friday night, so we'll be watching that score tonight just a little bit closer than usual. Fredericktown looking to bounce back from a loss to Clear Fork last week as they're beating Northridge 28-7. Ontario trailing Highland at halftime, 14-9. It is Mount Vernon 21, Newark 7. Upper Sandusky 21, Mount Gilead 7. Norwalk St. Paul 27, St. Joseph Central Catholic 18. East Knox 27, Utica nothing. Colonel Crawford looking to go 2-0. They're up 28-0 over Smithville at halftime. Sandusky Perkins, 28. Elyria Catholic, 21. Hopewell, uh, Hopewell Loudon, 34. Mohawk, 14. Elgin and Cardington tied at half uh, at 8. As uh, we got a few more scores here, I believe. Uh, Mansfield leading Marion Harding, 23-6. In the second quarter, it's Seneca East, 42. Fostoria, 0. Huron, 17. Norwalk, 0. Mapleton leads Wellington 20-14. Tiffin Calvert 27, Monroeville 6, Crestview. Uh, over Bucyrus 34-0. Crestview going to improve to 2-0 it looks like. Winford over Marion Pleasant 9-6. Plymouth and Willard tied at 0, or at least uh, maybe there's not being a, a score being reported there. Uh, Danville 21, St. Thomas Aquinas 7, and Carey leads Galleon 7 0 A lot of scores from around the area tonight. Is that tends to happen when it's uh, early in the season and they're all non-conference games going on. Teams aren't playing each other, so they're bringing in teams from out of town, and that creates a lot more scores, Nick. When 
area teams aren't playing other area teams. So those are your scores from around North Central Ohio. And now back here at uh, Shelby, the Whippets lead at 31-7. And Nick's got stats from the first half, Nick. Yeah, I mean, it was just a, a landslide here, especially in that second quarter. The Minutemen were able to hold Shelby to just seven points in that first quarter, and then they exploded for 24 in the second. So uh, total offense here, Shelby's just 371 yards of total offense, 318 of those through the air. Uh, the Minutemen 114 yards on 20, well, 115 yards on 28 plays. Uh, but Shelby just really, I mean, they're averaging almost 10 play, 11 yards a clip. Uh, let me see here. Marshall Shepard, 18 of 27, 318 and three touchdowns. Uh, Cole Pauley, 2 of 11. So, I mean, they're throwing the ball a lot more already in this first half than they did all of last game. But that's just because they're, they're getting stuck in those third and eights, third and tens, and they're kind of getting behind the sticks and playing down. You, you have to throw the ball to try and make a play. So uh, Cole, 2 of 11, 22 yards, and he also threw that one interception. Uh, bright spot for the Minutemen, Carson Berry, 10 carries, 102 yards, had the 55-yard touchdown for the Minutemen's only score in that first half. Uh, Corbin Green, three carries for 14 yards. Uh, let's see here. Rushing for Shelby, Blaine Bowman, one carry for 35 yards. Marshall Shepard also uh, doing it all for Shelby. He's got all their points tonight because he's kicking, he kicks the PATs, he's, he's, throwing, the, he's throwing three touchdowns, he's, run, he's ran for one. So, I mean, he's, he's literally scored every single point for the Whippets in this first half. Uh, receiving here, uh, Carter Newman with one catch for 21 yards, and then Carson with the one catch for one yard. But, I mean, they just really haven't been able to find a rhythm offensively. Uh, th that Shelby defense is just flustering. I mean, every time Cole drops back to try and get rid of a ball, he's got to get rid of it super quick or he's got pressure right in his face. Uh, the leading receiver here for the Whippets, Andre Hill, six, well, six receptions for 156 yards and the touchdown. Uh, Isaiah Ram Ramsey with four, rece four receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown. And then Blaine Bowman with four receptions, 45 yards and a touchdown as well. Um, but overall, it's just been a, a tough first half for the Minutemen. They just haven't – I just feel like they've always they just been starting deep in their own field haven't really been able to find a rhythm. It's been a three and out, or they, they pick up a first down and they kind of stall out, fizzle out. But every time the Minutemen try to drop back and do a deep pass, they just can't seem to get enough time for, for Cole to get rid of it in time. So he, they, they did miss on uh, Hudson. Yeah, no, it was Baden Forup through the seam in that first quarter that would have been a big game, but just kind of went through his hands. And this has kind of been one of those nights tonight for the Minutemen. Just can't really seem to get it going to try and get some points on the board. But they do come out in the second half with the ball, so hopefully they can come out and make a statement in this first drive right out of the halftime and try and get a score and, I mean, make it a respectable game here so far. But overall, it's a dominant performance from Shelby in the first half. As the uh, Shelby band out there performing right now, we've got about 10 minutes to go until second half action. Whippets leading this one 31-7 at halftime. And... Uh, that field goal at the end of the half might have been big for uh, more reasons other than just scoring points, but now it's set up to where if Lexington doesn't score here and Shelby does, it's a running clock, and that's just horrible news. If you're Lexington trying to get back into this game, the last thing you need is to, uh, to get to that 30-point deficit and uh, have a running clock. So hopefully they can score here early on, start the second half. 
and you got to get a stop. One thing I did notice, though, Nick, is even though Shelby still was hitting some of those bigger plays towards the end of the half, they definitely were noticeably getting more tired and fatigued. Yes. A hot night like this um, might hopefully play into the hands of, of the Lex defense, but uh, hopefully that time comes before it's too late. As like I said, it is 31 to 7. Whippets with the lead. When we come back, we'll have second half action as there's just under nine minutes to go until the second half. Shelby Whippets band out there still performing. And we'll take one final timeout here on the VSBN Radio halftime show. It's 31 to 7. Minutemen trailing PeerTheVillage.com. VSBNRadio.com is your home for live scores, updated standings, and archived broadcasts in case you miss even one single second of the action. For exclusive content from the game, like us on Facebook at VSBN Radio. And while you're at it, follow us at VSBN Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network, your source for sports in North Central Ohio. Online at VSBNRadio.com. Do you want to be stylish? Keep up with the trends? Do you find it a hassle to shop in-store and want the convenience of shopping online? Well, we've got the place for you. A Material Girl clothing boutique offers a wide variety of clothing for all shapes and sizes. Go to fashionbyamg.com for your convenient shopping experience. A Material Girl is a proud sponsor of Lexington Minutemen uniforms on fearthevillage.com. Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vsbnradio.com, featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Available now where you listen to your podcasts. Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget, but the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offer, selling your old house. Don't let the process become overwhelming. Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in North Central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699. Or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors. Working for you and with you from beginning to end to make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. jkennedy305 at gmail.com. This message brought to you by Life Support Team, a proud supporter of VSBN Radio and high school football. Hey, this is Tom Durbin, the president and CEO of the Life Support Team. Our company provides emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Our paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. That's 419-522-2020. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872, and as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. 
Hey, this is Tyler Johnson. Join me tonight at 10 o'clock on VSPNRadio.com for my show, Intentional Grounding. I'll give you guys scores, updated standings, and preview next week's matchups tonight and every Friday night. At 10 o'clock, it's Intentional Grounding with Tyler Johnson on VSPNRadio.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on fearthevillage.com. And Coach Gerhardt, no doubt, trying to rally the troops here as we uh, near the start of the second half, just under uh, about four and a half minutes to go until second half action. Of course, that is uh, if they've already added the extra three minutes that you get at the end of the half. If they haven't added those three minutes yet, then we still have about seven minutes until second half action, but uh, we'll know about that shortly. Shelby Band still on the field doing their halftime show. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you. And uh, just looking for a score to start the second half here. I mean, if you're going to come back from 24 points down against anybody, it starts with a positive uh something positive to start the second half. And for the Minutemen here, that would be a score as they're going to get the ball to start the second half. But as Nick and I were talking off the air there, this is just, it's a Minuteman philosophy. And really this year it's a Minuteman team that's not built to come back in games through the air. I mean, this is a team that's really built to get the lead on the ground and continuing to pound the ball on the ground and, eat up that clock, but it, when you're down by 24 against an air raid team, that's just not uh, its not going to work. I mean, Lexington could score on the first play from scrimmage here, but you still got to stop Shelby, and you still got to score three more touchdowns, and it's just not, um, you know, it. you're going to run out. I mean, I'm not saying the run game isn't going to work, but is the run game going to work in enough time to, to come back, especially – you know, you got to assume even if you stop Shelby, you're not going to stop them every single time they have the football. Um, in fact, they scored five out of seven times in the first half. So you're going to have to really buckle down and make that, you know, if Shelby has the ball seven times this half, you're going to only have to let them score once or twice, and that is just a tall task uh, for anybody in the area. I mean, Shelby just looks so impressive again this year. And uh, Coach Mahaney has really mastered that air raid offense, and he's had the athletes over the years consistently to do that. And it's uh, it's almost like watching Lucas in a way, as, as Lucas has kind of mastered that wing T triple option uh, s- style of offense, and it just doesn't matter what Lucas does every year or who they lose. They're just going to constantly replace uh, whoever graduates and, and bring in the next man up, and that's what Shelby's managed to build here. I mean, they lose great quarterback after great quarterback, and it seems like the next one just ends up being better. And then these wide receivers, they 
They just breed them from a young age, and it just seems like all their wide receivers are three-year lettermen by the time they're seniors, and it's just a tough team to stop. But if you're Lexington and you're trying to get back into this game, got to score right away here. Shelby's been kicking those kickoffs real short. Um, so if you're Lexington, just be ready for that and know that you know if they do that again here, you're going to start with good field position, but you have to score in a hurry. And really, it's not that Lexington, the run game, it's not that it, you know, it's been effective, but the problem is the run game, uh, you know, just chews up so much of the clock. That's where it hurts Lexington in a game like this. It's not that their run game hasn't been effective. They've done decent on the ground tonight. They haven't been able to hit those passes, though, when they do decide to go through the air. But really, I mean, if, if you're down by a touchdown or two, you can get back into games through the, uh, the through the run game. But when the clock is not your friend, it's just tough to do that. And we're uh, down to 35 seconds left till the start of the second half. And uh, like I said, Nick, I'm not sure if they added that extra three minutes or not. Yeah, if like they did, we'll take a quick timeout, but uh, we're waiting to see here. Yeah, it seemed like Shelby got on the field here a little late. Miniman are ready to go. As they usually are. Cole Polly over there on the sideline throwing some 30-yard warm-up passes. Casual. <laughs> and Nick, I think they are gonna yep. add three minutes. And they do, so we'll take a quick timeout before the second half starts here. It is 31 to 7. Whippets with the lead at halftime from Skiles Field on fearthevillage.com. Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vspnradio.com, featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Available now where you listen to your podcasts. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is a medical service providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality of care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, they're currently hiring EMTs and paramedics. To find out more, give them a call at 419-522-2020. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872. And as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. Hey, this is Tyler Johnson. Join me tonight at 10 o'clock on VSPNRadio.com for my show, Intentional Grounding. I'll give you guys scores, updated standings, and preview next week's matchups tonight and every Friday night. At 10 o'clock, it's Intentional Grounding with Tyler Johnson on VSPNRadio.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of 
of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. Hey, this is Kayla down on the sidelines. Be sure to visit our Facebook and Instagram pages for live updates during tonight's game. I will also be uploading highlight reels after the game for your Lexington Minutemen. Follow VSBN Radio on Instagram and Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network on Facebook. This is Cole Pauley, quarterback for the Minutemen, and you're listening to Lexington Football on VSBN Radio. Hammer down and go Lex. The sun is down. Lights are on here at Skiles Field. And the Whippets with a 24-point lead. It's 31-7 as we get set for second-half action. Marshall Shepard already has the ball up on the tee, but we've got five seconds left until he can kick it off. Minute men have three-man deep. Three men deep, I should say. As Shepard only takes... He takes a fairly short uh, six yards on his kickoff lineup here. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you, fearthevillage.com. Glad to have you along with us tonight as Shepard gets set to kick this one off. Gets set to kick this one off, I should say. And he gets it away. A short kick is going to be taken by Byrice, and he drops it. He's at the 20. He's got to pick it up. He's cutting across the field, and he's going to be wrapped up, and he's going to be tackled at about the 23 as those short kicks for the Whippets have really been... Uh, a problem for the Minutemen yeah, we just tonight. Can't, we just can't seem to judge them in the air, and we're either too short or, I mean, the ball's just been kind of dying when it's hit the ground, too. So tough break there again because Byrus is ready to go with the head of steam. So Minutemen start first and 10 to begin the second half at their own 23-yard line. And they'll bring out the offense here, led by Cole Pauley. He's got Caden Eichler split off to the left. They'll go pistol. Corbin Green on Cole Pauley's right hip this time with Carson Berry behind him. Pauley from the 23, takes the snap, gives Berry off the right side, and he's going to go backwards back to the... Well, we'll see where they give him forward progress, maybe the 17-yard line. And that's going to be a loss of six... Second and, now they'll give him the 18-yard line. Second and 15 for the Minutemen now at their own 18-yard line. Cole Pauley brings out two wide receivers this time, one to the left, one to the right, and the pistol again. Pauley sends a man in motion, takes the snap, gives Carter Newman a little jet sweep, and he's hit as soon as he takes the handoff. And it looked like it looked like he was going to have the edge, but thought he saw the cutback lane right up there uh, off the left tackle. But Shelby was right there to bottle him up. And Logan Green with the tackle again for the Whippets, and it's third and long for the Minutemen. Third and fifteen from the eighteen. They bring on the extra wide receivers here. They'll send. Two to the right, one to the left. And the single back pistol, Carson Berry behind Cole Pauley from the 18-yard line. Third and 15, they'll give it Carson Berry off the left side. He'll get to the 20, and a gain of two, and it'll set up fourth down. 
So a three and out for the Minutemen here as they go backwards on the first play from scrimmage to start the half and weren't able to recover. So they'll have to punt the ball away and Mason Trichu will punt it away, standing back at his own 10. Einschwander with a good snap. Really good punt by Trichu, but it's right to Bowman at his own 44. He's going to bring it near side to the 50. We've got a couple of flags and a hard hit there for the Minutemen. As Mason Green makes the hit for the Minutemen. But there were a couple of flags, like I mentioned. Well, there was one flag at the 50, and it was a block in the back on the Whippets. So that'll push them back to start this drive. But still, great field position for the Whippets as they're going to have the football at their own 40. Is that where it's going to be? Yes, their own 40-yard line. So Marshall Shepard will have the football for the first time here in the second half. He's got three wide receivers to the left, two to the right, takes the shotgun snap, little short play. Blaine Bowman out there to the 45. As again, it was just a little wide receiver screen, and I think we might have had a fumble, and there was a fumble recovered by the Whippets. Man, that would have been the break the Minutemen needed. Absolutely. But the Whippets fall back on it, and actually the fumble gave them an extra yard. They get six after it's all said and done right there. And it'll set up second and four from their own 46-yard line. Bowman's going to come off. Still waiting on the play to come in. The Whippets are about to get lined up here as they send Hill and Hinkle to the left. Three wide receivers split off to the right from the 46-yard line. It's second and four. Marshall Shepard takes the shotgun snap. He's back. He's looking near sideline. He's got his man. It's Day, but a nice wrap-up by the Minutemen as they force him out over here. Jordan Byrice made the initial hit. D.J. Johnson ends up pushing him out of bounds. Only a gain of one there, looks like. And that was, excuse me, David Ray. I believe I called him Day, David Ray. And a gain of two, so it's going to set up third and two from the 48-yard line for the Whippets. Big play here for the Minutemen. Five wide again. Three to the left this time. Two to the right, Marshall Shepard pointing out what he thinks is a blitz coming from the Minutemen. Now he'll hold up and look over to potentially get a new play. And he takes the snap. He's going to roll to the left. He's going to throw, and this one is almost caught by Bowman with one hand on the far sideline, but he drops it. And it'll set up fourth and two. And if you're Shelby here, you either go for the kill shot or, I mean, you protect this lead and just flip the field. Either way. Well, and you won't know until the last second because they could also just do a little pooch out of the normal offense. So they'll line up as if they're going to go for it. Three to the right here to the near side. Two to the left. Marshall Shepard in the shotgun trying to get the Minutemen to jump offside. Now looks over. And I believe, well, they might punt it here. 
Oh, no, they're going to go for it. Shepard back to pass throws, a wide open seam route down the middle of the field. And for the first time tonight, touching the football for the Whippets is Miles Hall, and he's going to take it 52 yards. And another Shelby touchdown. Must have been a miscommunication there. We, it looked like they had a, they were doubled up on, on the near side, and like you said, Hall just wide open right down the seam. So that will uh, put the Whippets on that running clock threshold as they're now up by 30, 37 to 7, with the extra point coming. Snap is back, ball is down, kick is up, and it is good. Just through that left upright, and it's a 31-point game. 38 to 7. Whippets with the lead here at Skiles Field. When we come back, it's a running clock with 7.45 to go in the third quarter on fearthevillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of OH. Com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on FearTheVillage.com. Marshall Shepard getting the ball teed up right in front of us down at the 40-yard line. And actually, it's not Marshall Shepard this time. It's Casey Lance who will kick the ball deep for the Whippets. And it's a short kick again by Rice. Misjudges it again. Let's it go to Carson Berry from the 20. He's got it to the 25, cutting across the field. He's to the 30, breaks a tackle 35. He's to the 40, and he's brought down on the far sideline at the 40-yard line. And possibly a horse collar tackle if they threw a flag, Nick. I, I thought, thought I saw a horse collar, but... I don't know if they threw the flag or not. I thought I saw one get thrown up in the air. Maybe I... Yeah. Unless he fumbled it and it was those new <laughs> ball markers because they don't have the little sandbags anymore. These referees, they mark a fumble with these... Uh, almost like a flag football flag with a sandbag on the end of it. And it looks... I mean, they're the same color as the flags, mm -hmm. too. I mean, I'm looking right at one of the referees' belts, and there was a flag on the play... I think it was a horse collar tackle, but or a late hit, Nick. It looked like Carson yeah. was well into the sideline over there. I think they ended up calling unnecessary roughness. So that'll help the Minutemen offense as they'll get to start with the football on the Shelby side of the field at their own, or excuse me, at the Shelby 47. And it is a running clock. Cole Pauly in the pistol, two wide to the right, one to the left from the 47-yard line, takes the snap. He's back to pass, throws near side. Kay Neichler threw his hands again, and Andre Hill again picks it off. For the second time tonight, it goes right through the hands of Alex receiver and into the hands of Andre Hill. And Shelby will take over at the 45, and... You have a great return there by Carson Berry with a penalty added on, and Minutemen just can't do anything with it. 
And that'll be the second turnover tonight for Lex. And now Shelby will start at the Lex 45. Marshall Shepard with five wide. Clock is running. Nearing seven minutes to go in the third quarter. And and Shelby's going to get a sideline warning. I think he, I think maybe it's on Lex. Yeah. I'm not sure. So, either way, no penalty there. But a warning was given to one of the sidelines. Might have been Lex, actually, like Nick said. First and 10, Marshall Shepard sends Andre Hill in motion from right to left. Takes the snap, back to pass. It's a screen play, and Blaine Bowman couldn't catch it. And if he did catch it, though, he was gone. He had really no, yeah. no Minutemen in front of him on that screen play. But the throw was a little bit low as the Minutemen defensive line were able to get in there and force an errant throw from Marshall Shepard, one of his few tonight. Second and 10 coming up from the 45. They'll bring out that five wide set again. Marshall Shepard, second and 10 from the 45, sends Hill in motion. They'll pitch it out. No, he'll fake it. Shepard's going to keep it and run up the middle, and he's going to get near a first down, a gain of nine. He'll set up third and one. Yeah, look at a little option, a, yeah. He kept there's it. some confusion, too. I mean, one of the Shelby O-linemen was looking back at the play and kind of fell over when he saw Shepard running his way. So third and one now for the Whippets from the Lex 36-yard line with a 38-7 lead. 5.20 to go, third quarter. Shepard. Three to the right here on the near side. Two to the left. Sends a man in motion. It's Ray, and now they'll keep it. Shepard's going to keep it, and he's not going to get the first down. He'll get back to the line of scrimmage. Good stop there by Quintero. Fourth and one coming up for the Whippet offense. Last time they... uh, had a fourth down. They threw a 52-yard touchdown pass. See if the Minutemen can get off the field here. As it's fourth and one from the Lexington 36-yard line, two to the right, three to the left. We'll see if they send a man in motion here. They don't. Shepard going to take the snap. He's going to look left. He's got a man to the left, and it's Andre Hill, and he got three yards, and that just looked like a uh, Division One college play right there. You need one yard on fourth down. You run a little... Three yard out, and uh, you get the first down. I mean, that's just such a such a veteran play there from these two seniors. When Cade Eichler had a read on the play, he, he was running downhill but just couldn't get there in time to try and make a play on the ball. And now that just allows Shelby to eat up some more clock here as they get a new first down. Under four minutes to go third quarter. Shepard sends a man in motion, puts him on his right hip. It's Ray. He'll keep it on an option, and the Minutemen just blow up Marshall Shepard back there at the 40. Loss of seven. My goodness, and one of the Shelby linemen is down, and now he'll get up. But the officials had already blown the play dead. 
And actually the, the uh, Whippet lineman that is down, Cam Klein, he'll go back down. He tried to stand up there for just a minute. Got up and fell back down. And it looks like they're trying to stretch out his right leg. Man, the last two weeks, Nick, have just been, I don't remember two years starting this hot back-to-back. -back. It's been brutal, you know. Especially with this much humidity as Klein's going to walk it off here. That's about the only time the clock can stop when yeah. the 30-point rule is in effect is on an injury or a, if a team takes a timeout. Three minutes and 39 seconds to go in the third quarter. Lexington trailing 38 to 7. And one thing I will say, these Minutemen are still playing hard. I mean, they're still getting after it defensively. They're I mean, they're the pressure has been there. It's just we're down 30 now. It's just it's it's I I know the scoreboard is deceiving, but I feel like it's it's closer than this. But well, Shelby just hits on those big yeah. plays, and they just add up so quickly. As Shepard has him back out there, second and 17. They'll throw it near side. Hinkle drops one there. Right through the hands of Hinkle, and it's a nice change to see the Whippets drop one. Third and 17 now for Shelby at the Lex 40. That's the one bad thing about a running clock on an incomplete pass. It doesn't matter. You can just still eat the clock up. Shepard with th uh, three wide to the left, two to the right. Third and 17. He'll send Ray in motion. They'll fake it to Ray. Now they'll throw it deep, and Andre Hill right down the middle of the field. Caught it at the four and ran the rest of the way for another touchdown. Yeah, I mean, they... That bubble screen, they've hit on it a couple times. Uh, it was a nice play fake there from Marshall Shepard and was able to find Hill right in stride. No one even close to him. Uh, that Minutemen secondary seemed to bit on, bite on that pump fake just a bit. Hill was wide open down the seam. 44 to 7. Now the score here at uh, Skiles Field. As... Casey Lance will attempt this extra point for the first time tonight. Snap is back. Ball is down, and the kick is through the uprights. And it's good. Shelby extends their lead 45-7 now here at Skiles Field on fearthevillage.com. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872. And as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. This is Cole Pauley, quarterback for the Minutemen, and you're listening to Lexington Football on VSBN Radio. Hammer down and go Lex. Casey Lance getting the ball set up on the tee as he's getting some kicking action tonight. 
And Shelby with a 45-7 lead, 2.28 to go third quarter. See if the Minutemen can get something rolling here and try to leave on a high note in some way. River Valley ahead of Madison right now, 21-7 in the fourth quarter. As Lance's kick is deep, and it'll be Carson Berry from about his 20 to the 25 to the 30 to the 35, cutting outside near the 40 and trying to stay in bounds, but just can't tiptoe the sideline enough over there. I think he's going to get to the 40 exactly. Well, and finally, the Minutemen able to catch a kick on the fly and able to... Well, that was definitely the deepest kick of the yeah. night, too. It's been those short kicks that have given them trouble tonight, and that one was high and deep enough to where Carson could get underneath it and catch it on the run. About a 22-yard return, it looks like. I think he took it from about the 18, just inside the 20. So men and men with good field position. 45-7, to seven, though. Got a lot of work to do in 14 minutes. Cole Polly takes the snap, gives up the middle. It's Carson Berry over the 50, breaks a tackle. 45-40, he's to the 35, he's outside to the, down to the, near the 20. And he's going to be pushed down. And another late hit comes in. Yeah. I mean, Carson ended up all the way on the fence. On the he did. Line. A pile of dust came up over <laughs> there where the grass turns to asphalt. And they've had some flooding issues, as they just always have over here at Shelby. And there's a lot of mud and dirt around the outside of the field. And Carson got pushed all the way over to that fence. And the fence is probably about, I mean... <laughs> A good 10 feet probably from the sideline. Yeah, from where the grass ends. So that'll actually help the Minutemen a lot here. As the run was down to about the 20. The penalty is going to put the ball on the 10 as it's half the distance to the goal. So the Minutemen have it. First and 10 at about the 9.5-yard line. 50 seconds to go, third quarter. Byrice now in for the Minutemen. Not sure if Carson got banged up there, but Byrice in the pistol behind Pauly. They'll take the snap, give Byrice up the middle. He's to the five. He's through into the end zone. Touchdown, Minutemen, as Byrice took it right up the middle for a 10-yard touchdown run. And that's Jordan Byrice's first carry of the night, which is kind of uncharacteristic. He seems to get a few more than that, but first touch, able to get it in for six. So 39 seconds to go in the third quarter. Minutemen score and make it 45-13 as Will Perkins comes on to attempt his second extra point of the night. The first one was good. Cole Pauly will hold. And Connor Schwander will snap it back. Great snap, good hold. Extra point by Perkins. Man, he banged that one through. Right into the net back there behind the goal post. And Perkins now two for two on the night with PATs. 45-14. Minutemen strike quickly there. Most of that, though, was on the legs of Carson Berry, and then the penalty helped. And Jordan Byrice gets into the end zone. One carry, 10 yards on the night for Byrice. Yep. But it's a touchdown. to take a look at some uh, other scores from around North Central Ohio real quick while we have a second here. It is Highland 21, Ontario 9. 
Worcester losing to Wadsworth right now, 23-17. West Holmes all over Philo, 49-6. West Oof. Holmes going to be dangerous. Yeah. As the season goes on, it looks like they may be the team to beat in the OCC. As Perkins has the ball teed up. Mount Vernon, by the way, up on Newark, 28-13. It's a short squibber. And it's going to go just out of bounds as it's rolling right next to the sideline over there on the far sideline. But that'll be a penalty on the kick out of bounds. And Shelby going to have great field position yet again to start this drive. Yep, all the way at their own, what, 35? Well, right? it's crazy, though. I mean, great field position by regular football standards. But tonight for the Whippets, this is actually one of their worst starting yeah. field positions of the night. They'll have it at their own 35-yard line. 45-14, 29 seconds to go third quarter. Whippets with the lead here at home. Not too many games left at Skiles Field. Got a few left this year and uh, maybe a few next year. And this historic stadium will be shut down. Whippets come out. We'll have a change at quarterback. It's going to be Landon Kennard. And he'll have three wide receivers to the right, two to the left. This will be the last play of the third quarter as well. He sends a man in motion. It's David Ray. Kennard takes the shotgun snap. They'll hand it off. And Ray going to be hit in the backfield, a loss of one. That's how the third quarter will end. It's going to be second and 11 when we come back. End of the third quarter, Whippets 45, Lexington 14 on fearthevillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of OH. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on FearTheVillage.com. As we get set to start the fourth quarter, it looks like another Minuteman dealing with some leg cramps. Seems to be the theme early on this year. Next week looks like it's going to be much cooler. Thank goodness. Just generally speaking, too, not just on Friday night, but the whole week. It has been a hot. Of course, we started a week early this year due to the new playoff format and the addition of teams to the playoff format. But, uh, man, it has been a hot, humid start to the season this year. And one of these weeks, Nick, the dreaded lightning storm will come. <laughs> it happens every year. Can't get through an entire season without one lightning delay or postponement. So Shelby with its second and 11 at their own 34-yard line. Landon Kennard, the 5'11", 190 junior, will run the offense to start the fourth quarter for the Whippets. He's got one man on his left hip in the shotgun, three wide. Takes the snap. They'll give up the middle, gain of... 
Well, maybe no gain. And on the carry, that was uh, Miles Hall for the Whippets. Of course, he caught a touchdown earlier on a fourth down play. Whippets not doing a whole lot on the ground tonight. It's all been through the air, which that is their game plan. That's their style of play. But anytime they've run it up the middle, the Minutemen have been there. That is uh, definitely the strength of this Minuteman defense. And definitely when they play running, run-heavy teams this year, you like the Lex defensive odds. But when you play an air raid offense like this in high school, it is just tough for defenses to guard it because you don't see it every week. We're going to have a delay of game here. Which is crazy because even on a delay of game penalty, you don't stop the clock yep. on the 30-point rule. So I think Coach Mahaney could take about four more of those and run about two minutes off the clock here. That doesn't seem right, but that's how it works. Doesn't seem like taking a penalty should help you in high school right. football, but that should be the one time the clock stops is if you're just going to sit here and take delay of game penalties. I mean, what's the point? Third and 17, just play football. They'll send Andre Hill in motion. They'll uh, run a little jet sweep off the right side. Minutemen bottle it up again. They'll set up fourth and long. Shelby's going to have to punt here. And Alice Byrice there was able to catch him off the edge and just hung on. Oh, wait, no. I don't think that was Byrice. I'm mistaken. Is that uh, Roth over there? It might have been uh, like 28, Mason yeah, Green. Yeah, you're right. The sophomore. So Shelby will uh, bring on the punt unit and take five more delay of game penalties and run this clock down to about six minutes left before they have to punt. I mean, why not? That is absolutely. It is bizarre. That is actually a, a dumb rule to not stop the clock on a delay of game penalty because if you're on your own one yard line, you could just run delay of game penalties till you're back 99 yards on your own one and just run the clock out. You wouldn't have to run and play the rest of the game. Yeah. And now we're gonna have. Something, false start maybe? It is a false start. I think. Yeah, and the clock's just going. And it is. <laughs> it just doesn't seem right to me. I mean, I understand the reason right. for the 30-point rule, but when you've got a team that's hanging right on the edge of 30 points, the clock should stop for something it occasionally. I mean, seriously, what's stopping Shelby from just Taking a delay of game penalty, I mean, because even if it got down to the one-yard line, you could take another one and take another one and take another one. You're never going to really be penalized for it as they do get the punt away finally. Okay, Nykler's going to take it off the bounce at his 25. He's going to get wrapped up at about the 30, and that's where Lexington will start. This drive trailing by 31 points, 8.27 to go, fourth quarter. And wouldn't you know it, Nick, that is, uh, and I did know this, but uh, just pointing it out for those listening at home, the clock does stop on a change of possession, but <laughs> not when Shelby decides to just get the penalty bug all of a sudden. This is crazy to me. I, I've never really realized you if you had a 30-point lead, you could take delay of game penalties until the game was over. Yeah. I, it never occurred to me. Hypothetically, yeah. Minutemen come out from their own 29-yard line, two to the right. 
for Cole Pauley, who's in the pistol with Corbin Green and Carson Berry. He takes the first and 10 snap. Back to pass, looking down the middle of the field. He's got Carter Newman to the 45, cutting across the field, 50. He's to the 45, he's to the 40, has to outrun a couple of guys, and he's dragging a couple of whippets down to the 23-yard line. Good run there by Carter Newman after the catch. Good connection from Cole Pauley. Minutemen down to the whippet. 22, I think, is where they're going to say he went out of bounds. And Carter Newman slowly making a name for himself in this Lexington offense. I mean, he's been, the receiver's been making the plays downfield today. We've got a timeout on the field. It's going to be, oh, there's an injured whippet, but he's standing up, so I didn't see him. Yeah. And now he does go down. And it's Isaiah Ramsey, who's had a huge night. Yeah. But I didn't see him because he was trying to limp off the field under his own power without being noticed. But the referees saw it and started blowing the whistles, and then once they started running on the field, he took a seat, so nobody called a timeout. The referees took an injury timeout. It was 7.45 to go. Minutemen driving again. Trailing, though, 45-14. to 14. And now we're ready to play again. So from the 22-yard line of the Whippets, Lexington looking to score again here. Cam Crago split off to the left. Cole Pauley's going to be in the pistol with Corbin Green on his left hip. Carson Berry standing behind him. First and 10 from the 22. Cole Pauley. Takes the snap, gives Carson Berry off the left side. He's got a hole. He's to the 10, cuts outside, breaks a tackle down to about the 8-yard line. And he's forced out of bounds. And it'll be first and goal minute, men, from the 8. And Carson is Had a huge yeah, hole off the left side there. Exactly. It's wide open there. And that was uh, down in Coach Hammy territory, but I don't <laughs> see Hammy down there anymore. He must have moved or something. So, first and goal, Minutemen at the eight-yard line. Cole Pauley in the pistol again. Looks like they've got Byrice in there again at tailback. Corbin Green on Pauley's left hip. The pistol snap. Give Byrice off the left side. He's to the five. Jukes gets into the end zone again. Jordan Byrice with his second touchdown of the night. This one from eight yards out. Minutemen cut that lead. It is now 45-20. to 20. Byrice, two touchdowns on the night. Two carries on the night. Yep. It's a high percentage for Jordan by Rice. And Carson Berry doing all the work to get him down there. And they're like, well, Jordan, go in there and that finish is, him off. It is funny you mention <laughs> that because as soon as Carson got tackled on the last play, here comes by Rice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Will Perkins on for his third extra point attempt. Snaps a good one. Hold is a good one. Kick is wide right. Just didn't look like Will got the uh, end over end. He didn't hit the sweet spot there. It was kind of a spiraling kick. It was a hard kick, but yeah. he just missed it to the right. He kind of hooked it. So with that, if you're keeping score at home, as far as the uh, running clock situation goes, it will be a stopping clock once again. And Shelby leads it now, 45-20. to 20. And I'll bet you Shelby puts their ones back in. 6.56 to go, fourth quarter. 
Good to see Byrice getting uh, getting going on the ground, though. Even if it's only two carries, he's got two carries, 18 yards, two touchdowns, and he just runs so aggressively. He gets he that ball, and he's just already going 100 miles an hour. But it's not just his speed that kills you. He's looking for somebody <laughs> yeah. to run over. And both carries tonight. He really hasn't had anybody to run over. The holes have just opened up for Byrice. Well, they got him listed at 165, but I don't. He doesn't look that big from up here. You mean that small? He looks much. Well, to me, anyways, he looks bigger than that, but he is short. Right. A little bit of a shorter running back on this squad. I think he looks a little bit more than that, like a like a tank. But yeah, maybe you're right, Nick. I could be wrong. Not a tank in the traditional right Peyton Hillis type of <laughs> yeah, right. sense, but. Byrice is not uh, little. He's not little. Yeah. Very physical. He's like a, a littler Corbin Green. Sure. Will Perkins has it teed up at the 40. And they'll sort of do a little squib kick. It's going to roll. It'll be picked up and taken to the 15 for the Whippets. That was Grayson Hadinger. So, I mean, Nick, at this point, not sure there's much of a chance for the Minutemen to get back in this game to win it, but you do have Shelby deep in their own territory. You might try to get the ball back here and at least get another touchdown up on the board and carry some momentum into next week as you've got the Colts coming to town. Out of the valley. I mean, they're definitely trying to keep it respectable. I mean, Well, one thing you can say is they have done a decent job on the ground tonight, but it's just, it's just that Shelby air raid factor that you yeah. throw in there. It's just so hard to run well, and then an offense. You know, you're running the ball against a team that's passing yeah. for 50 yards a pop. It's hard to keep up. It's like playing basketball against the Golden State Warriors when they were winning all their championships. It's trying to outscore threes by hitting twos as the first play from scrimmage again is a run by Miles Hall, and the Minutemen wrap it up for no gain. And like you said earlier, I mean, when it comes to a rushing rushing defense, the Minutemen are right there. I mean, they really converge on the ball well, and they, they, they hit at the line of scrimmage. And now, wouldn't you know it, Jordan Byrice is going to come limping off the field. And the coaching staff telling him just to sit down, but he's like, no way, I'm going to limp off. Second and 10 for the Whippets. Mount Vernon now with a 35-13 lead over Newark. So Mount Vernon bounces back and gets in the win column. Second and 10, Whippets with the football at their own 17-yard line. Kennard will take the snap. He'll pitch it out. And trying to get the edge, but going nowhere is Miles Hall. And actually might have lost one there, Nick, is the Lexington defense really pursuing well on the run game. I mean, that has been the bright spot on defense tonight, even containing Marshall Shepard for the most part running. It's just been his arm yeah, as he does to everybody. He's just killed the opposition through the air. I'll set up third and 11, though. Minutemen with a chance to get the football back here if they can get Get a stop and get off the field. Third and 11 coming up. Whippets will have it at their own 16-yard line. 
May or may not take a delay of game penalty to run 30 more seconds off the clock. We'll see. Play clock's down to six seconds. It looks like they might get there. They're still trying to get organized. Kennard takes the snap, gives. Hall going nowhere again. We'll set up fourth down. Looks like he lost another yard. He did. That'll set the Whippets back to their 15-yard line, and they'll bring on the punt team again. And Cam Crago will be back to return this punt for the Minutemen. Right now he's standing near the 40. He's going to back up. Scotty Roush also going to be back there. Now they'll back up to the 45. We'll see what the Minutemen can do here with this. Now they've got Marshall Shepard back in to punt the ball away. It looks like the Minutemen are going to come after this one too. They got everyone up, up on the line except for Scotty Roush. And Roush now back to the Shelby 48 to return this. Snap is away, and Shepard gets it out of there, end over end. Roush takes a fair catch, makes it at the 48-yard line. So Minutemen will start with the football on the Shelby side of the field with 4.21 to go in the ballgame. See if the Minutemen can uh, get in the end zone again. I'm not really sure, Nick, if I uh, – I'm tempted to make Jordan Byrice the BP Electric player of the game. He's got two carries <laughs> for 18 yards and two touchdowns for the Minutemen. They come out with two wide to the right. Pauly in the pistol from the 48-yard line. He'll take the snap. He's looking near side. He's got a man. It's Keith Thomas. He's to the 40. He's to the 35. And he's brought down there. Or excuse me, Mason, Mason Thomas, his dad is Keith, <laughs> who we know very well. Sorry about that, Mason and Keith. Getting my Thomases confused. And we had a Keith Thomas on the team a couple years ago. Why are there so many people named <laughs> Keith Thomas in Lexington? It's uh, I'm not sure. Mason Thomas with the catch out to the 36-yard line. And a first down for the Minutemen, a gain of 12 there as Hudson Moore comes back onto the field for the Minutemen. And Cole Pauley brings him out. Mason Thomas splits off to the left with Caden Eichler. Corbin Green on the left hip of Cole Pauley. Carson Berry at the 43 behind Cole Pauley. First and 10. Pauley takes the snap. Give Carson Berry off the left side through a hole. He's to the 25. He bounces outside. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Carson Berry finds the end zone right after I, uh, right after I said that uh, Jordan Byrai should be the player of the game. Carson Berry makes his case and gets in the end zone with a touchdown of his own. 3.34 to go in the ball game. And, hey, Lexington's got all three timeouts here. Yeah. Well, you get like another stop here, you could cut this within 14, which would definitely be a win Yeah. after the first half. Really, it was that second quarter that, uh, exactly right. that Shelby had that was uh, the difference in this game. But second half has been all minute men. On the offense, staying out here to go for two. And why not? They did miss the extra point on the last one. Try to get those points back. Cade Eichler split off to the left. They'll go pistol here again. Cole Pauley takes the snap. Carson Berry's going to run it right up the middle. And he gets he the two there. points. So that makes it Shelby 45, Lexington 28. 3.34 to go. And uh, 
Hey, if I'm Coach Gerhardt here, I use my timeouts. I try to get my offense back on the field and keep that yeah. momentum. I mean, absolutely. offensive line is blocking well. Running backs are running well. Carson Berry now. Nick, give me a stat line on him. That was his first touchdown, but like you mentioned, he definitely set up both of the Byrise touchdowns. Yeah. Well, let me see here. So, looks like Carson Berry, 15 carries, 189 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, he, he did have the he first one. He did have one. the 55-yarder in the first quarter. Well, second quarter. He did. But yeah, Thank you for correcting me. Yes, I uh, For whatever reason in my mind, I was thinking Corbin. Yeah. It felt like it. Uh, that first touchdown was two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Way back at the beginning of the game. Carson. So, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, he's averaging 12 and a half at carry. So, I mean, he's he's getting the So, maybe we'll have a, a co-player of the game. Carson definitely did a lot on his on his feet sure. tonight. Uh, but Jordan Byrice, I mean, how, how many times are you going to have a running back that has two carries and two touchdowns? Right. Hey, and I wouldn't be surprised here if the Minutemen try to maybe do a little onside or Well, they might short. try this little short kick and beat the Whippets down there and hope that they uh, mishandle it maybe. We'll see what Will Perkins has up his sleeve. The freshman probably hasn't much, had much time to practice for <laughs> right. a situation like this. Is Hasn't been on the football team very long. Well, and if anything, it's going to have to be to that far left side with him yeah. being a lefty. We'll see what he does here, and there's, not, there's a, kind of a lot of space open over there, but he runs up, and he's going to keep it on the ground, and we might have a uh, – Offsides. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, I don't remember, Nick. I don't recall. Did they redo it, or did Shelby take it? Shelby did catch it cleanly on the squib there. I think it's a re-kick. And now Will Perkins running all the way over to Coach Gerhardt to get a new instruction here. I think he might be telling him to pop it up instead of squibbing it. Right. And now Will running in, telling everyone what to do here. <laughs> Minutemen have cut this lead to 17 with 3.34 to go. They do have three timeouts. So, like I said, if I'm Coach Gerhardt, I try to get the offense out there again. Oh, yeah. And just uh, try to keep this momentum. I mean, if you can get out of here with a 45-35 loss, it looks a lot better and feels better. You know, scoring four touchdowns in the fourth quarter would be huge if they can get one more. And in high school sports, I mean, obviously at the end of the game, there are no moral victories, but you score four touchdowns in a quarter. As Perkins tried oh. to keep it inbounds down here on the right sideline, it did go out, so Shelby will start at the 35. That was a great kick, though. I mean, that, that was going to be close to a touchback from the from the 40. And I think the thought is there is even if Shelby picks that up, you can kind of try to tackle him down there inside the 10-yard line. Right. So Shelby will have it at their own 35-yard line. 3.34 to go in the ballgame. Shelby leads at 45-28. I'll tell you what, Nick, though. I will say Shelby does have, obviously, a lot of their second stringers in on defense, but they've been mixing some first stringers in there, and Lexington's run game has just finally hit their stride here in the fourth quarter. They've put up three touchdowns on the ground in the fourth quarter. 
Now they're giving them the ball in the 40s. So either they had the rule wrong earlier, they've got it wrong now. Earlier when the Minutemen kicked it out of bounds, Shelby got it on the 35. I did think it was the 40, Nick, but earlier they got it wrong. So, Kennard, Landon Kennard will take the shotgun snap, pitch it out. It's Hall. He's to the 40, trying to get outside, tackle at about the 45, and that's actually Miles Hall's biggest run on the night. He took a hard shot over there on the sideline. And evidently they're going to say the clock's going to continue to run here, even though he's tackled out of bounds. There is an injured minute man on the sideline over there. Laying down right on the 50, right inside the, uh, or right outside the boundary marker over there is a minute man. But the uh, Lexington huddle is taking place right in front of the injured players. I can't see who it is. Either way, it's going to be second and six coming up. They'll give Hall four yards on that last carry. 3-12 to go in the ball game. It's Shelby 45, Minutemen 28. And whoever it was is up and uh, off the field. So Shelby going to come out here. Kennard again. They'll continue to run the offense. Now run the clock. 3-10 to go. Second and six for the Whippets. And... We might be standing here a while as they reset the shot or the, the shot clock, the play clock, right when Shelby had already broken the huddle. So Kennard with the uh, the fake there, Braden Moomaw jumped offside. So now we'll have another stoppage of play for a uh, penalty. And and honestly, I feel like that's one of the. I mean, one of the first penalties Lex has had. I mean, they've been a very disciplined team these first couple games. They've been very clean. And uh, evidently here, Coach Gerhardt not going to use those timeouts, and I understand there's no chance that Lexington can win this game, but the offense is red hot. Take the timeouts, get the ball back. Try to get another score up there. Kennard in the shotgun. Hall on his left hip, three wide to the left, one to the right, takes a snap, and another penalty. And a delay of game penalty, and the clock's just going to keep running and running. I guess not now. It's not a running clock anymore. But The the Whippets actually took a timeout with one second left on the play clock. They did call a delay of game, though, I thought. I thought so. Or maybe they called it and the Whippets took a timeout. I think both things happened. So there was a delay of game and a Shelby timeout. No, well, maybe not. Oh moving the goodness. chains back up. The uh, the guy holding the down marker, I think, is more confused than we are. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be second and one. My goodness. 2.20 to go in the ball game. 45-28, Whippets with the lead here at home, looking to go 2-0. Lexington, it looks like, will fall to 1-1. One one. 
As uh, Kennard back in the shotgun. Takes the snap. Pitches it out left side. Hall is going to be wrapped up. A big loss. A nice hit there by Corbin Green all the way back at the 45. Hall loses four yards. Third and five coming up. Now Coach Gerhardt takes a timeout. Try to get the offense back out there if they can get a stop here. That's a great hit from Corbin Green. Flew all the way down there. He, he read that play from the start, and Hall had no shot. So that timeout was taken with 2.09 to go in the ballgame. 45-28. Lexington trailing by 17. But trying to get the ball back here and uh, get a score. And, hey, you know what? At this point, if you did get into the end zone, why not go for two again? Just, right. Just for uh, if you do believe in moral victories, if you could cut this lead to single digits. You have a lot to hang your hat on. Fighting back in the fourth quarter. Taking a running clock and, and – uh, Getting the score down to a single digit deficit would be a huge win for the Minutemen. As it's third and five. Landon Kennard in the shotgun. He's got Hall on his right hip. Two wide to the right, one to the left. From his own 45-yard line, takes the snap, gives. Hall up the middle, going nowhere. No gain. And another timeout, Lexington. So they're going to try here to get the ball back. Marshall Shepard will come on the field to punt. But you never know, Shelby. They could they might go, go for it. it. I wouldn't put it past them. But yeah. if they did that, they'd be setting the Minutemen up here for possibly another touchdown. If you punt it here and pin them deep, you might have a chance to finally end the game. Man, I mean, if you're Coach Mahaney, you got to be happy with tonight's win. It was dominant for three quarters, and then here in the fourth quarter, they've slipped up a little bit, but uh, gives you some game film to uh, to study and work on with the second stringers. And Certainly shows you, though, Nick, the depth of this Whippet ball club. As soon as they put the second string in, this game turned yeah. drastically. So... That might be the one question mark for the Whippets this year. Do they do they have depth? Yeah. Because they certainly have uh, been a different team since the start of this fourth quarter. Now, of course, they've been conservative. They've been running the football. but And the snap on the punt goes over Marshall Shepard's head. He's got to go back to the 20 to field it. Still gets a punt out of there. And it's going to be fair caught. And Caden Eichler drops the ball at the 45-yard line. And it's going to be Shelby football at the 42. Oh, my. As Caden Eichler let that ball hit him right in the chest and just popped out of there. So wouldn't you know it, the ball goes over Marshall Shepard's head on the snap, and he had to go way back to the 20 to pick it up. Surprisingly got the punt out of there somehow. Yeah. And Caden uh, Eichler just couldn't handle it. He called for the fair catch. He was right there, but... There's a big crowd of people around him. I'm surprised 
I'm surprised they even tried to catch it. I mean, I would have gotten away from that. Yeah. All that That's what traffic. I was thinking, but it no was just way. such a chaotic play. I don't think Caden uh, just kind of happened to be there and made a split decision and couldn't bring the ball in. So first and 10 whippets at the Lexington 44. Kennard will run the offense again. He'll give it Miles Hall. Going nowhere again. And they'll be generous and give him two yards. Matt Sheets, the sophomore, 6'5", 265. And on the tackle for the Minutemen. And it'll be second and eight with under a minute to go. Forty-five twenty-eight. Shelby's going to get out of here two and zero tonight. As Kennard will let the clock run down here. Low snap. He'll fake the pitch. He's going to run it up the middle. He'll get a few yards out to about the thirty-nine. A gain of two, maybe. We'll see. They might. They're going to mark him at the forty. A gain of two. Third and six coming up, and unless Lexington uses a timeout, that's going to be the ball game. Lex fought back in the fourth quarter. Scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. But uh, just wasn't enough as Shelby had that 24-point lead going into halftime. As the clock officially hits zero, and Shelby going to improve to 2-0. Minutemen fall to one and one. Shelby wins this one 45 to 28. We'll be back in just a moment with scores and stats, and we'll get out of here. One final time at Skiles Field. Nick may never be back. Yeah. But uh, Shelby gets the win tonight on fearthevillage.com. VSBNRadio.com is your home for live scores, updated standings, and archived broadcasts in case you miss even one single second of the action. For exclusive content from the game, like us on Facebook at VSBN Radio. And while you're at it, follow us at VSBN Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network, your source for sports in North Central Ohio. Online at VSBNRadio.com. Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on VSBNRadio.com, featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Available now where you listen to your podcasts. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is a medical service providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality of care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, they're currently hiring EMTs and paramedics. To find out more, give them a call at 419-522-2020. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872. And as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. 
Hey, this is Tyler Johnson. Join me tonight at 10 o'clock on VSPNRadio.com for my show, Intentional Grounding. I'll give you guys scores, updated standings, and preview next week's matchups tonight and every Friday night. At 10 o'clock, it's Intentional Grounding with Tyler Johnson on VSPNRadio.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is former Minuteman Nick Lazier, class of 2014, and you're listening to Lexington Football on fearthevillage.com. Back here at Skiles Field, where Shelby was a winner tonight, 45-18 over the Lexington Minutemen. And they will start the uh, 2021 campaign 2-0. and Lexington drops to 1-1. One and one. Uh, Before we get to stats, we'll have some scores for you. Looks like Mansfield Sr. is going to go to 2-0. They've got a 37-6 lead in the fourth quarter over Marion Harding right now. Northmore might go 2-0 if they can hang on against South Central. They're up 23-20 over there. At Northmore, Wellington leading Mapleton 29-20. It's Granville 21, Clear Fork 7. So Clear Fork going to be uh, coming into Lex with that wounded dog mentality. So will Lexington, though. So somebody's got to prevail next week and get back on the right track at Lex as uh, both teams next week will be coming in 1-1. One one. Tiffin Calvert 28, Monroeville 20. It is uh, Lyria Catholic. Uh, 55, Sandusky Perkins, 35, East Knox, 37, Utica, 6, Mount Vernon going to climb back into the win column at 1-1 uh, one one tonight with a win over Newark, 41-20. Norwalk, St. Paul, 41, St. Joseph Central Catholic, 18. No score from that Willard-Plymouth game. Unless it's 0-0, zero zero, it says it's fourth quarter, Nick. Could be. I can't imagine somebody would be updating the quarters, but not the score, so... Hey, that might be a scoreless shutout. (laughs) A draw over there Uh, at uh, Plymouth. It is Winford 23, Pleasant 6, Danville uh, 35, St. Thomas Aquinas 7, Carey trailing Galleon 21-7. Here on 17, Norwalk 0. That's a final. Lucas gets a win at Hillsdale and improves to 2-0, 14-12. Cardington Lincoln 20, Elgin 16. It was... Uh, Highland beating Ontario 21-9. West Holmes beats Philo 49-12. Worcester goes down 23-17 to Wadsworth. It was River Valley squeaking out a win over those pesky Madison Rams 14-7. North Baltimore squeaked out a win. Speaking of uh, squeaking out wins over Crestline 54-0. That wasn't much of a squeaker. Fifth, uh, Crestview 54 as well. A couple, pe- uh, couple area teams putting up 54 tonight. Uh, Crestview wins 54-7 over Bucyrus. Clyde shuts out Ashland 34-0. Colonel Crawford improves to 2-0, 49-14. It was Sharpsville 7, Loudonville 6. That was a barn burner. The only worse <laughs> game worse than that was that uh, Plymouth score, 0-0. <laughs> Dryad 34, Buckeye Central 0. Upper Sandusky beats Mount Gilead 48-14. It was Fredericktown after a beatdown last week. Uh, to the Colts of Clear Fork, they come back and get a tough win this week, 42-35 over Northridge. Seneca East, 49, Fostoria, 8. Centerburg, 49, Grandview Heights, 0. Hopewell, Loudon 48, Mohawk, 14. And Sandusky beats 
the uh, alma mater of our own Derek Lazier, Lorraine Sandusky, a winner, 36-6. Here at Skiles Field, it was Shelby 45, Lexington 28. Nick will tell you how that happened. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, the Minutemen down early, had, had a great comeback here in that fourth quarter. Uh, just couldn't, couldn't do enough there at the end, but proud of these Minutemen, how they fought to the very end, uh, played hard. Let's see here. So just going over the team stats here, uh, the Shelby Whippets had, let's see, 478 yards of total offense, averaging eight, eight plays, of, eight yards of play. The Minutemen 282 on 39 plays. Uh, Lex had only 83 yards through the air, four of 14, and the two interceptions. Uh, meanwhile, Shelby just was um, – that air raid offense, it's tough. Marshall Shepard was 23 of 35, 420 yards, and had five touchdowns. Uh, just an impressive performance from him. Uh, on the ground, though, the Minutemen had 199 yards rushing uh, on the back there of uh, Carson Berry, who had 15 carries, 189 yards, and two touchdowns. And uh, the first the first touchdown he had in, the, in that second quarter, 55-yard touchdown run, uh, good run from Carson there. Uh, and then uh, Jordan Byrice had the, had the two carries and 18 yards, but also had the two touchdowns there. Uh, overall, the men and men just couldn't seem to get to get a stop, I mean, as soon as the Minutemen were starting to gain some momentum, uh, Shelby would just uh, make a long reception or get a first down. Uh, Lex had Shelby deep a couple times in, in the first half. It, they had him in third and long situations, and then Shelby would just strike for 15 when they needed 13. Or It, it was just a tough game for the Minutemen defensively through the air, but something that is a bright side to look at Lex's rushing defense was very tough. Uh, I mean, they were very stingy in the second half. Uh, only gave up 18 first downs. They had 14 of their own. Uh, so, I mean, overall, it, the score was was not relevant of what was actually happening. I felt the game was a lot closer than the scoreboard said. But it was just the long, big run, long plays, big touchdowns. I mean... Shelby scored on a 40-yard pass, a 52-yard pass, a 79-yard pass. So, I mean, it was just the big plays that killed the Minutemen tonight. Well, and I think another a, a good point to kind of sum up what you're saying there, Nick, is the Minutemen did a great job on run defense tonight. Yeah. And Shelby really didn't do anything on the run. And even Marshall Shepard, he didn't have to run much no. tonight, but they contained him. He didn't bust any big runs. Um and uh, I think he did have the one touchdown yeah. uh, on the ground, but that was a, a shorter run that just kind of blew up. And, you know, it, it happens. Um, you know, that can happen to any quarterback. But, um, you know, all in all, the run defense tonight for Lexington was really, really yes. tough. They were good. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Shelby has just mastered this air raid offense. And it's, you know, I mean, they just hung 55 on Madison <laughs> last week. They're going to do it to a lot of teams this year, so it's not uh, – Well, and it's amazing, too, because last year they were very run-heavy. Yeah. I mean, they had, yeah. they had the one of the, the greatest – best running run, backs yeah, in their had, history, yeah. Yeah, so they were super run-heavy, and then they're able to make the transition to just go full air raid, five wide, and still not even skip a beat. It is uh, It's quite amazing <laughs> what they can do here. But uh, do you, you do have to give props to the Minutemen uh, – just in general for fighting back, not only putting up three touchdowns there in the fourth quarter, but also you got to give credit to the defense for stopping the Whippets continually there in the fourth quarter and 
getting the ball back to the red-hot offense. And, you know, they carried that momentum almost to the end. Had a little mistake there at the end. And you got to think if they – I mean – Shelby had a, a bad punt snap there, and somehow Marshall Shepard still got the punt away. Yeah. But had Lexington fielded that cleanly and had the ball at the 50-yard line, they might even get another score there at the end. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, but either way, you know, you got to like the fight from the Minutemen. That's a the MO of any Coach Gerhardt team is they're going to fight till the end, and it yes. was nice to see that tonight. They did not roll over, and uh, they fought it out. And uh, now – They've got to go home and defend their home turf against the Clear Fork Colts who dropped one tonight. So both teams coming in one and one next week, and both teams have got to be hungry to get back in the win column. And uh, quite honestly, Nick, I think as of right now, that game, you know, depending on who shows up, yeah. it's a coin flip. It's, yes. it's There's really no clear cut. I mean, even if you're a Lex fan listening at home, uh, you know, just with the, the past three or four years here at Shelby, the success they've had, the deep playoff runs they've had. I mean, I think a lot of Lex fans, including us, we knew that Lexington could be right there in this game tonight, uh, but it was going to be a tough one. I think everybody knew that coming in. But next week, you know, you really like your odds against Clear Fork at home, a team you should have beat last year, but uh, that game just kind of got away from them at the end there, and Clear Fork had a miracle comeback. And, uh, you know, but – a team you should have beat last year and a team that you like your odds against at home this year. Got to come back strong next week. And uh, and it was good to see the way the Lex um, offense and defense both ended this game. And, uh, you know, that'll that'll definitely carry over into next week. If I, if I know Coach Gerhardt the way I think I do, the way the Minutemen ended this game tonight is going to be how they start next week. And uh, I have a feeling, I could be wrong about this, but uh, Clear Fork's got – a storm coming that uh, I <laughs> yeah. don't I don't think they really realize is coming quite yet. I think the Minutemen are going to come out really, They're really mad out. next week yeah. and uh, playing for something, playing for their uh, reputation as a moth flies in the press box here and <laughs> nails me in the face. So, anyways, it's it's got to be at Shelby. I don't know why does this stuff happen. There's been a grasshopper everywhere. There's been a grasshopper. I don't know how it got in here. We're we're a hundred feet off the ground. I don't what. Uh. We're way up here in the press box, and a grasshopper's in here well, uh, on the table. I, I, eh, whatever. Don't ask me, Nick. <laughs> Anyways, a uh, big thank you to uh, Kayla and Rachel Durbin down on the sidelines. Uh, doing a great job, as always. Check out their content on uh, all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at VSBN Radio. Um, and you can also hear any of our archives, including this game, uh, sometime this weekend. All those things will be up. If you are uh, on a long drive coming up, you work and drive for a living, uh, you're just sitting around bored, it's always always nice to go back and listen uh, listen back through the archives. So you can certainly do that on vsbnradio.com as well. Uh, thank you to uh, my broadcast partner, Nick Lazier, doing a great job on stats and color commentary as always. And uh, one final time, thank you for listening tonight on fearthevillage.com. I'm Corey Durbing. And uh, we wrap up here from Skiles Field. Shelby, a winner. They go to 2-0, 45-28 over Lexington, who falls to 1-1 next week. We'll be back at Lex, and we'll have all the action for you as the Clear Fork Colts come to town. Look forward to uh, seeing you then. Have a good night and a safe week. We'll talk to you next Friday night from Lexington.